I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. G'day folks and welcome to the Encounters Down Under podcast. I'm your host Anthony Goodall and I invite guests to the show to share their amazing encounters with aliens and UFOs. If you or someone you know has had an encounter down under or anywhere in the world for our new segment Encounters Unbound, please get in touch with me via the Encounters Down Under Facebook page or email at australianufosightings at outlook.com.au. Be sure to join the Encounters Down Under Facebook page and YouTube channel where you can also get involved during the live stream interviews, sharing your thoughts and opinions during the live show. Also, if you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to give us a rating or review on your favorite listening platform. But anyway, that's enough from me. Let's get into what you've been waiting for. Kick back and relax with your favorite beverage and enjoy the show. This episode is available to view on our YouTube channel, so be sure to like and subscribe to the channel and leave a comment with your thoughts on the episode. Anyway, look, let's get cracking this here tonight. We've got our good little friend here of the show there, Triffin from Unlocking the Code. He's joined us once again, mate. Welcome back. Mate, how you going? Oh, going all right, mate. Yeah, going good. Well, look, you dragged me back on the microphone again. You know, I it, did. It, well, we, we, we've been we've been trying to hook one up for a little while, haven't we? It's not like it's, yeah, uh, it's just trying to join the dots. However, tonight we've got something a little bit different because, look, obviously – Anyone that's listening, please don't hesitate to ask us questions or put in any comments. Always enjoy that with these shows. And we've got a bit of a presentation tonight that I gave a couple of months ago now. And it was, it, I put the presentation together for, I wouldn't say skeptics, but for, what are we going to say? You know, not skeptics, normal people, people that don't, you know, may not believe. You know what I mean? I, I put something together, mm. but it does show a bit of history. And I know you're interested in your history and how we can join some of the things together that we've seen recently. I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about the the body in Mexico. Alex is here. How are you, mate? Uh, yeah, I don't know where you want to go to start with, but I, yeah, when you're ready, we'll we'll crack on into the presentation. Yeah, that's right. Like you sort of took my thunder there because I was going to say you did a presentation for a first time, mate. And yes, <laughs> yeah, like, go yes, for I it. Yeah. Oh, that was you good, took man. Me it was thunder. good. I was going to intro to you. Ah, oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> so, no, no, it was good. No, it was good, man. It was interesting. It was it was good to get that. Um, monkey off my back you know what i mean uh and it was completely random people people nice people they had some interesting questions 
we only really got about two thirds of the way through the slideshow in the time that I had. So I didn't sort of get to tie it all together the way that I really wanted to. Uh, yeah. However, you didn't get to the climax. No, no. Well, the thing is that there's, because the thing is the stuff that's going on, there's so many different perspectives of it and there's a much larger picture. And look, we've tried to discuss some of this on the show before, but we sort of, you know, things derail and we have a bit of fun. So mm. I thought for tonight we could try and get, you know, and look, we don't have to finish the slides tonight. We just get through as many as we can yeah, and and see where we end up. Yeah, sure. Like obviously everyone who's sort of into the uh, the whole topic of the UFOs and what's been happening around the world, especially regarding the, the US um, and Mexico at the moment, they're like, you know, NASA's sort of come out there saying, hey, look, yeah, we're, look, we're looking into the UFO sort of topic there. And as usual, as they're going to be expected, the same thing as the, the the American Defense Department's coming up with, like, going, oh, you know, we're looking at these crafts here, but, you know, we don't know what they are, but, you know, we're going to mm. keep going on the ones that are identifiable and yeah, sort of keep yeah. away the stuff that is misidentifiable, uh, sorry, is unidentifiable. And it's like, can we focus so on the, these things, please? Stop trying to tell us, like, you know what these things are. Yeah, well, I mean, there's, there was a lackluster report from NASA where they said they were looking mm. into it, but they didn't weren't really paying too much attention. And to they're it. transparent too. Don't forget that. Yeah, they're transparent. Mark. It, well, <laughs> if they're that transparent, give us the camera footage from the space station. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, there's there's so many different. I one of my experiences, I saw something approach the space station like 2008 or something, mm. um, when you used to be able to watch the live feed of it back in the day. Um, yeah. You know, there was another Arrow report that came out. And I think the word I was thinking of, you know, sort of preparing my thoughts for tonight was compartmentalization. Like I think they they just keep splicing and splicing and splicing it. Because on the on the flip side, I, I do keep a, an ear on the weaponized podcast, which is Corbell and Nap, um, and a few other little pods just to get a couple of different alternative opinions. Look, I think the probably the most interesting thing, and, and the reason it's interesting is because it got taken out of the news very, very quickly was the Mexican bodies, mm. right? Because the, that dude submitted the, um, uh, submitted the report. Uh, no, he had doctors look at it uh, and the doctors basically said that it wasn't from around here, right? Uh, and then you didn't hear another word about it, okay? Yeah. I know that, um, you know, someone said that, you know, you got to send it to proper professionals. I mean, doctors are doctors are doctors. These guys live streamed it and they basically took samples of it and it wasn't from around here you yeah, know and, and, and it's a thousand, part, year old, a thousand year old or something yeah well. and and you got to remember where it was found too anthony it was found in peru and you know there's there's some stuff in the slides we want to get to later that you know there's a whole basically the paracas skulls is what we're going to look into later to you know a little bit of a teaser there however all the hominids the homo sapiens the homo floriensis the um What's the big one? I can't remember now. The, the they, they leave out the Paracas skulls, which that's an entirely another genome. But the thing it has in common with that little skeleton there is they have an elongated head, mm. right? And actually a proper elongated head, which is bigger in, in its CC than a, than a general Homo sapien head. Yeah. Um, you know, and so this story is as old as time itself. There's been a lot of stuff lately. It's like, oh, it's drones. It's this. It's that. Um. I wonder whether we crack the code. I wonder whether we can replicate some form of anti-gravitic technology um, in drone form. Like you keep these little, those spheres keep turning up as well. That's I've seen a few yeah. really good videos of those spheres turning up in weird places. 
um, doing runs over airports and bits and pieces, and not just in America, like over war zones, but also, I can't, where's the one I saw the other day? I don't remember, but um, yeah, it's interesting. I think some of them are drones, but what we've got to realize you know, in the in well, how about I how about I share screen, mate? Do you want to do you want to let's let's do it? Let's crack, let's crack on. All right, let's do, do let's do that because I think I'm I'm starting to talk about stuff from the slideshow because <laughs> you know and and we can see here basically what I named it right the UFO UAP phenomenon alternative origin and discoveries down under. The reason I the discoveries down under there's there's a there's an origin story down here that is is very interesting. And does involve potentially uh, extraterrestrial influence, right? It's like how do, how we how we the you know how are humans human uh, is an interesting question. Whether it was interference or evolution, um, and this phenomenon it goes back now. Like I said, the, the stuff that I've got here, I started with this because we need to understand there is uh, <laughs> the. Uh, my fairies are, are watching. Hello, girls. Hello. <laughs> uh, well, that might have been the case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the notion that science and spirituality. Hey, um, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, the notion. Yeah. That's all good, mate. That's all good. Uh, they're, yeah, they're pretty excited. This is the first time they've watched, so that's that's pretty cool. Uh, well uh, done. Welcome. The the notion that science and spirituality are mutually exclusive does a disservice to them both. Now, Carl Sagan said that, and. It's obviously a very powerful statement, but I think with the UAP phenomenon, right, which is what I like to call it, there is science and spirituality involved in it. If we Absolutely. actually go back into the into the stories, because there's that there's the weird side to the UAP stuff that we've spoken about a few times here on the show, uh, and I, I've dragged up some stuff here. I mean, that's actually in Australia, the one on the left hand side there. Okay, yeah, which is your classic greys. Uh, this one was found in Europe somewhere. Okay, uh, this is in the Middle East. There's a, and this is the thing. This when we go to Sumer, there's all sorts of references in this in the Sumerian texts and bits and pieces into um, you know beings from the sky and you know the, their their astrological understanding is unbelievable. Uh, you know some of the stuff there. There's a few episodes in the back catalogue that where we talked a little bit about that. Um, and there's all these sightings all over, right? And again, we want to see different spaces. This is France. This is, you know, this. I'm pretty sure this is China or Japan. Uh, you know, this is in Europe somewhere. And there's all these discs in the sky, you know, that, that they would see. And they, they have the same characteristics. And you can sort of see, the, you know, the, the, the disc shape with the thing on the top and the lights. It's the mm. same story over and over and over again. I mean, this is 8th century, right? This is a, a, a tapestry from the 8th century there. You know, this is these are these are drawings from ninety nine BC, right? I mean, really this, early. On. That's really early, right? I mean, and you fast forward to when I gave the presentation, I said, oh, "Who likes the Foo Fighter band?" And everyone's like, "Yeah, I love the Foo Fighters." I'm like, "Okay, that's cool. What is a Foo Fighter?" A Foo Fighter is what they gave the thing that they were fighting in World War Two. That's what a Foo yeah. Fighter is. It's the balls of light that they would engage with over war zones in world war ii that is you know and there's there's hundreds of reports of that so i think you know the whole oh it's military secret tech maybe we cracked the code maybe we didn't however we need to understand that this thing and what we're looking at goes back a long long way right and and 
these things have been seen and it's in, and this is only just a snapshot, mate, you know, like here's another one. This is some of the early photos, right? So this is 1783. I don't think that's a, that looks like a, um, what they call it, an Evan type or whatever it is. It's like a, almost stamped that one, mm. right? 1937. Okay. You can see it in the top there. And these are all designated, these images the aim was with this stuff was you can Google this stuff. You don't have to duck, duck, go it. You don't have to do anything else like that. You can Google this stuff and see these. These are true unexplained images, right? Uh, and that, that was the aim behind some of this stuff. Uh, 1945, you know, speaking of Foo Fighters, there's one right there. You know, this is these are the things. The McMinnville photo, we know that one. That's one of the most famous ones. Um, you know, one of the other comments I've heard a lot recently, you know, Joe Rogan on his podcast has basically been asking every guest what they think about the UAP stuff. And one of the things that comes up consistently is it's only in America. No, it's not. No, it's not only in America mm. at all. It's all over the world. It has been all over the world for a very long time. You know, and yeah. like some of these photos that we're looking at and these, these, this imagery that we're seeing is evidence of that. Uh, I mean, the French in particular have got a very detailed uh, program looking at the UAP stuff. Uh, you know, in Asia, in Japan, there's a whole province, like a whole temple where it's basically you go there to see UAPs, right? There's all these UAP stories after Fukushima and before Fukushima. Um, all this really and pretty amazing light, like dancing lights, you know what I mean? Like five mm. lights dancing in the sky. You know, plenty and plenty of evidence of that. You know, we need to, you know, I've tried to say it a few times here on, on, on when we do these ones, but it's, uh, it's, we need to suspend our belief systems a little bit, right? And, yeah, and widen our gaze. You know, we've got to, you know, whilst, yes, you know, a lot of the things, you know, we see on the, on the page on Facebook, yeah, are they, are they number balloons? Yeah, some of them are, you know what I mean? Yeah. However, we need to understand that this this phenomenon is almost almost buried into our psyche uh, genetically. There would be genetic mm. memory with some of this stuff. You know what I mean? And um, you know, we, we look at oh, here you go. So this is some of the. So obviously, when I did the presentation, this is some of the uh, the links for the videos. I don't think we need to do those tonight. Most people, everyone that has been here, will see would have seen most of these videos. Yep. That's the hearing one. That's the tic-tac, the go fast. The swarm data is pretty interesting. That's probably um, – have you seen the swarm data one where they – Possibly. Uh, off the ship? Yeah. Oh, yeah, a little bit of that. I think I have seen a little bit of that, yeah. That's yeah, um, it's, uh, it's like a five-minute one. Uh, it's got cool was it the Roosevelt, the Roosevelt ship? Like yeah, that? yeah, the Roosevelt stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, you know, when we talk about, oh, you know, there's, there's not that many – the sightings are accelerating or probably more to the point the data from – the sightings is becoming more available you know what yeah. i mean and that's the important thing with these sightings too the data behind it to help try and you know bring more credibility to what the hell they are seeing that's what mm. we need so mm. the data helps mm. with the science of this whole thing which mm. is very that's important. right you know and the mexican hearing like i remember when it came out everyone's like oh well you know they just embarrass themselves what everybody needs to understand about peru or south america in general is that with every single sweep of the LIDAR drone, they are finding more pyramids, more highways. Like these highways, Anthony, they run for tens of kilometres in a dead straight line between cities. Really? Right? Wow. Under, no joke, under the jungle. They estimate that South America at one point 
it's millions now. It's 100, 100 plus million people existed in South America at one point with the amount of stuff that they're finding under the jungle with every single pass of the LIDAR, right? You know, we, we, we need a LIDAR, Anthony. We only need about 20 grand, mm-hmm. mate. Uh, we'll get a LiDAR drone. We'll... Or if anyone has access to one, feel free to go and hit us up. Yeah, that, that's exactly, yeah. We either need one or we need someone who knows where one is. Because, uh, yeah, I think there's some interesting stuff we could pass over some of the bushland down here. Oh, absolutely. We, it's, it looks through the foliage, man. It sees straight through the mm. foliage uh, underneath the, all, the, all, the, all the trees and stuff and gives you what's yeah. actually underneath there. And with every single pass in Peru, in South America, all over there, they keep finding complexes and complex geoglyphs and they keep finding like i mean you understand too that the amazon is planted don't you it was actually cultivated the amazon oh, I jungle like, yeah, yeah i think you told me something like, yeah 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 it's just got out of control yeah. however it's cultivated right the the civilization that lived in south america be it maybe the maya be it the aztec be it the inca be it the the ones that we don't the olmec you know, the Olmec's probably the interesting one. Like they've got weird, big, massive heads and stone helmets, and oh, yeah, uh, no, hel- yeah, yeah. And, and they're magnetic. These stone helmets, like mm-hmm. compasses and stuff, go crazy around these big, massive heads, and they don't really know anything else apart from that. Apart from that, it's the Olmec, um, the you know the the time before time, the people before people, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. There's tunnels all through there. I mean, you know, part of the stuff that we could go into, you know, what what people have got to realise is that this is only one presentation. I've probably, I've probably made, I have made four, um, and one of them has to do with tunnels, right? Because there is tunnels that connect underground from Turkey to South America to Europe to everywhere, basically. Yeah. Yeah, so for those who are listening to the audio version of this, um, Alex has asked in the comments there, like, oh, no, he didn't ask, mm. he mentioned, uh, they recently found a hidden tunnel under one of the major pyramids there over in uh, yeah. Peru. Yeah, was it Peru South or America. is it uh, yeah, South America? Yeah, South America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, look, this one, I'll just go, we, we'll flick through a couple of these because we don't need to see this stuff. But um, for those that haven't seen The Phenomenon or Moment of Contact by James Fox, you're doing yourself a disservice. Uh, you really need to see those two. I like the way James Fox does his stuff. Um, yeah, the, the Netflix stuff, the Westall Witnesses, that was actually a little shout out to uh, our mate Grant there Grant on the back. Unexplained Rundown. He did a really good job on that. Um, and it, because you got to remember that uh, I was presenting to people who I thought weren't believers. So I thought, what can I give them to just send them down the rabbit hole? You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and uh, must listen podcasts. Oh, look at that. Encounters down oh, under. Look at Do you know that, that bloke? Hey, no, no. Hey. Well, I hear he's a good-looking bloke, though. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a media starlet, apparently. He's in magazines and all sorts of stuff. Oh, I'll have to go and get myself a coffee. Hey? I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know if you'd have me back on now that you're a celebrity, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but look, the, the one I don't know whether you've listened to these any, either, Anthony, right? But what you need to do if you haven't is you need to listen to the Serpent Brothers. There's about 11 episodes. Once. Yeah, man, you need to dig in, right? When you're in the truck. In the loader, you need to yep. dig in to Marty Gaza. Okay, there's about eleven episodes. He looks at it from the uh, spiritual, paranormal, uh, phenomenon type point of view, and it's he is a is a wealth of knowledge, and he's also like some he's in the Hall of Fames for monster trucks, right? He, you know, the big suspension in the monster trucks. Oh yeah, he yeah, designed yeah. all he designed all that stuff. Oh, like he's wow. some yeah, he's some crazy dude. 
uh, but very, very knowledgeable. And, you know, I, I side with Marty. So anyone that's listening, I've listened to every single one of his episodes. You get, and some of them you got to listen to multiple times because it's that weird and deep. Um, and there's like 11 or some, something like that. Like you've got some listening to do. Um, yeah, and Canada's down that easy, all right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, JRE, the JRE stuff um, was that was up 2028. 20, so, you know, this is just some of the stuff that I was sharing with these guys. Yeah, but nice. where we went, and this is something that I know that I've been promising to show you that I haven't shown you all the listeners, right? Encounters uh, on Netflix is one that came out after that, uh, Alex. Yeah, and I, I do. That's actually a really good one. That's a recent one. Um, that actually had the Fukushima stuff, one of those episodes. That's like a four-episode series. And it does it focuses um, a couple of American ones, but a, a few around the world as well. But this is Otis Carr, okay? Now, Otis is an interesting character. He was a protege of Tesla, okay? Uh, before Tesla, you know, we owe Tesla everything, but he died penniless and broken, and they raided his house for all his plans when he died. Um I've often wondered what the world would look like if, you know, Tesla uh, survived, you know what I mean, mm. uh, or was, was embraced as opposed to shunned. But Otis was a – and the thing about Tesla as far as anti-gravity is concerned, he wrote it in one of his diaries in the early 19 – late 18, early 1900s, don't quote me, that basically he hadn't figured out the propulsion system and how to actually do it correctly. And then there's another entry in one of his diaries in like 1928 saying, I figured it out. Didn't tell us anything, right? But <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he said he figured it out. But the thing that uh, uh, Otis is holding there, that's the utron, right? So that's the, that's the thing that makes it work, right? The utron. Um, look at this. We could get fancy. Okay. This little thing here. All right. Oh, look at that. Uh, no one really knows what that is and how it works, and but more importantly, what is it made of? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And the fact that you can actually hold it and it powers this whole thing is is well. There's thing. multiple of them. See them here. You can see them like yeah. All right. See, there's one, two, three, four, five, six. You know, and look, uh, and here's a yeah. Here's the neutron electrical accumulator. All right. Um, and what we need to understand too about anti gravity tech is that. Up until 1952, 1953, if you can go back to newspapers, and it was the next big thing, man. Anti-gravity tech was going to be the next big technological... Um, yeah, they're advertising it. Yeah, advertising it. Then about 1954, 1955, nothing. Right? Uh, Otis is basically 1959. Um, we did a multi-part series on Otis T. Carr, Uh yeah, is it well one fifteen? Yeah, that's 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 very very <laughs> interesting, right? I mean, you got to remember Tesla messed around with all sorts of chemistry and electricity and magnetism. Like, what was he able to do? You know what I mean? What was he able to do? Mm. But yeah, long story. No one knows what these things are made out of, right? Because we're going to see. I've actually got some of. I've got the blueprints, right? Um, actually, Grub is still down the anti gravity rabbit hole. I got in touch with him a little while ago. Uh, oh yeah, I've been meaning to catch up with him a little bit too. Um, yeah, he sent me a heap of videos, and I just haven't, I haven't had a chance. So get out of grub if he's out there. Uh, but there's a made big utron in the middle here, so you can see you've got the little ones around the edge, and then there's another one in the middle here. All right, we're going to see some more stuff as we move forward. But Otis, long story short, with Otis, he built several prototypes that actually flew, um, and potentially more than one large one as well. Like this here, okay, if we actually 
All right, we do that. That's him standing next to it. Right? He built one. He built a big one. Okay. Where'd it go? Uh, right. Well, this is the thing, right? So there's a guy called um, Ralph Ring. Okay. Who's still, well, you, with your celebrity status, mate, you should try and get him on the show. Uh, <laughs> however, sure. he was an engineer that worked for Otis. Okay. Uh, and he said they did enough. He did like, so these things could be piloted remotely like drones or the big one you could go into. Um, and they did a couple of test flights and Ralph Ring was in one of the test flights where basically it sort of started humming and then they thought they hadn't moved, but they were 30 Ks away, right? In the, uh, in the blink of an eye. Yeah. Um, it's, it's an interesting one, right? It's, it's so fascinating. And here we have some of the blueprints, right? On the right-hand side here, these are actual blueprints to build a OTC X1, okay, which was the name. And the thing is, it, it looks a little bit like something, doesn't it? Does it remind you of the Nazi bell there, Anthony? Oh, it's it does similar, actually, yeah, when you think about right? it, yeah. yeah. It does, you know, this is the thing. These design patterns are very interesting. Um, I mean, obviously, it's 59. The Nazi bell was discovered after the war, I think, 46, 47. Uh, when Roswell didn't happen. Um, you know, I, I often wonder whether, you know, Roswell was someone we, we crashed something, you know what I mean? Like yeah, wasn't. well, that could be it too, eh? You know? But then again, with the bodies and stuff, like, you know, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but see, again, we can see here, like, you know, these are the blueprints, right? You've got the major accumulator in the middle, you've got these. And basically, as he described it, once it started, it wouldn't stop, okay? And it basically creates a... Look at this. Nature's invisible space mechanics as used in the design of gravity generators. Okay. So he used this, these utrons and this thing in the central, basically, it, it, for want of a better description, it looks like counter-rotating magnetic plates, right? Because I actually have analyzed these blueprints. Um, like I said, you know, someone, someone give me the resources and I'll build you a UFO. Mm. I'll have a crack at it anyway. Like I've got a working understanding. And the thing is, me and a me and a good friend of mine, we messed around with um, perpetual motion magnetic engines and stuff like that for a little while. Um, that was another little rabbit hole. There's, there's a book in here somewhere uh, with the with the blueprints on that. However, um, you know this technology was real. Okay, uh, th this is no joke. Okay, these are you know, OTC X1. This is one of the drones. All right, and this is the larger one. Okay, um, and this is from Ralph Ring. This is. Excuse me, this is the guy I was talking about. Um, yeah, he he was the engineer that helped build these things. But apparently he sent these drones on hundreds of test flights, okay? Now, he did have uh, plans to fly to the moon and back, okay? Um, however, the day that he was supposed to do that, he had a collapsed lung or something, Um and, of course, everyone says, oh, he was faking it. I'm not too sure how you can fake it. You know what I mean? Like, that sounds pretty mm. serious to me. Um, and not long after that, you'll be surprised to know, Anthony, that not long after uh, his couple of flights and it basically became real, his technology was real, uh, this, the, he got done for fraud. He got sent to jail for 25 years for 10 grand fraud, and he was a fraudster and a trickster and a con man. And uh, yeah, the 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 FBI needed everything, um, you know, because that's what they do. They uh, yeah, they took everything, and they separated Ralph and all the engineers and everything else like that. And they um, yeah, basically told them not to talk to each other ever again. Uh, 
and and Ralph Ring, the the engineer. This is from the uh, Ralph's photo collection. He um, he's getting old now. Uh, I looked him. I tried to find him on the interwebs uh, a couple of years ago, and I couldn't find him. But um, yeah, he's like in his seventies or eighties now. Um, but yeah, he was an engineer that worked on this stuff. And there's the Nazi bell. I just thought I'd have that for yep. comparison. You know what I mean? Yeah. So again, it's not like that we haven't, you know, we come back to what is this thing? You know, I mean, you've got a, you know, the curious thing about Tesla is there's literally a CIA document that says Tesla is from Venus. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, uh, I don't know where to take that one, but, um, it's, I it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but men are from Mars, apparently. However, yeah, look, it's it, what well, we need to understand. This anti-gravity tech is something we've been looking into and aware of for quite a while. Um, and by the looks of it, Tesla had it figured out. You know what mm. I mean? And and Otis then took that forward. Um, and yeah, here's the literal plans from the Nazi bell that they found. Okay, like they were obviously going to use it as a as a war machine, as we can see here in the in the artist rendition down here. Yeah. Um, however, I think that's the biggest problem too, though. Like, you know, everything that we sort of advance in technology-wise, we want to weaponize it, mm. which is the shit thing, you know. It's which, why you know, we always the, the, try and weaponize everything. The common thing with these with the phenomenon, well, not the common thing with the phenomenon, but the, the nuts and bolts side of the phenomenon is they don't engage generally. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not actually, they're observing. They're not being hostile. Um, and the, the, and the only times that they you would say they have re reacted hostily, hostile that's not a word is it, mm -hmm. with hostility, uh, is when they've been tried to be tracked or attacked by us. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, man. You know, and like I said, yeah, we we did a multi part series on Otis a little while ago. Very good episodes. Uh, yeah, very cool. We actually read his manuscript um, that he put in code. It's a very strange document. But yeah, he left a manuscript in code, a message to the 20th century is what it's called. And it's all this prose and poems. And then there's like weird technical specs in there. And basically, if you can decipher that. It's encrypted. Uh, it's encrypted, cryptic. yeah. It, it's cryptic, yeah. If you decipher that book, you can, you, you you know what everything, you know what, the basically, you know what a bloody utron is, I think. Is, yeah, Because right. many people, if you start digging in the rabbit hole on YouTube and um, in, in different, you know, weird places on the internet you can find videos of people trying to replicate the otc x1 um yeah. and using electromagnetics and countermagnetics and stuff like that and look there is some very very fascinating ones that look like they get them to hover right there is there is something there um but because no one knows what the accumulator is or more than that probably what it's made out of yeah. um then yeah it's 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 a fascinating one um, i'm sort of curious though if like his idea was to try and get to the moon there um yeah. it's based off anti-gravity which um, it's going to affect the gravitational waves or something like you know for the earth and mm. that whatnot to be able to propel this machine could it even get to the moon yeah well this is a discussion that i've had a couple of different times where it's like does anti-gravity technology so i you know allow you to travel so, in space yeah, that's right. I mean, are you? Because the thing is, when we talk about anti-gravitic technology, it also means that matter doesn't matter, right? Which is the reason mm. we see these things go into the ocean. We see the, you know, there's the 
let's say the best TikTok video I ever saw, and I only ever saw it like twice. And it was in the, it was a long time ago. It was it was when the first those DJI drones. Remember the big DJI drones? When oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, out? is that the one going through um, Africa? Into it. I don't know. It's just, it's in a, it's in a gorge. It's in yeah, a gorge, well, and this dude's just test flying his drone, and this yep. tic tac thing just comes out of the screen and goes straight into a mountain, right into a cliff face, yep. just disappears. Oh no, uh, he, no, that's something of a different one. It's this one yeah. where he's had the drone up, and you can see a object coming from the distance a little bit, then flies, even does a bit of a curve in it, and then dips dip straight past the drone itself. Yeah, right. No, I haven't seen that one. This that one's one pretty, there. That's like whoa. yeah. That one, this is um, this that is a lot of questions. Yeah, this is the thing. Like the the anti gravity means anti matter. So if you're creating ether tech is a is a term and is a term that we used when we were talking a lot about this. Um because there's five elements, not four, right? So there's earth, air, fire, water, but then there's the ether man. And the ether mm. is the thing that holds everything else together. Okay. Now, if an anti gravity motor generator basically runs on ether then yes it could fly in space uh theoretically right i mean yeah me being the anti-gravity engine expert that i am um yeah it's that's my understanding all right or do you gather enough speed to punch yourself out of the atmosphere and then yeah. you just hook up to the gravity on the next planet or the next, you know what I mean? Like you're you're you're, you're directing your yeah the projection energy like your projection idea, yeah. towards there, and you're you're sort of hopping from you're one relying to on that. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting thing. It's it's worst part of the thing is like, can you stop? <laughs> yeah, well, that well, this is the whole point too, right? I mean, how do you stop? How do you move? I mean, Ralph running his account, and forgive me, it was a we we did the episodes on it. However, his account was basically. He sort of felt like a wobble within himself, like something did happen, uh, and then it's, uh, yeah, it it came back basically. Uh, Northside Hawk, yeah, you like your anti gravity, mate? That's excellent. Uh, it's a fascinating topic, and what's fascinating about the anti gravity stuff as well is it seems to be like like the last year of the chaos, like twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. There seemed to be a spike in people looking into anti-gravity tech and free energy devices and this sort of stuff, because that's also real. It's there's plenty of interesting, very fascinating, proven, practical things you can do to generate some power, harnessing the magnetism and the gravity of the Earth, right? yeah, look, that's that's an interesting comment there, right? Yeah, Bob Lazar said they thought UFOs warp time and space in front of them. This is what I mean. I, if you're punching a hole in the ether, okay, planets don't matter, matter doesn't matter. Therefore, if you're using, if you're in the ether, then nothing matters, right? So you should be able to just go th- straight through it. Essentially, it, you're using it to travel, right? I think that's what these anti gravity motors work on. You know, as I say, ether tech is is a is a term that we we coined a little while ago. Um, mm. But I just thought, I mean, and the, again, this is only a snapshot, man. I've got probably 30 or 40 more images of blueprints and actual 3D um, 3D blueprints you could feed into a, uh, a 3D printer. Um, like this stuff is, is you could do it. 
the problem is yeah. we don't know what the utron is made out of, right? We don't mm. know. Um, you know, maybe we could, uh, yeah, we could probably, you know, nature's method of storing energy in mass, right? So it's, you know, when we're talking about charge, discharge, see, it's creating a bubble, basically. Yeah. It's, cre it's creating an electromagnetic bubble, and you can sort of see it there as well. Um, but again, what is this? That's that's the utron, right? That's the major utron. Yeah. What are the smaller utrons? Okay. Um, oh, you're a drone pilot, a lidar drone pilot, Northside Hawk. <laughs> Hopefully uh, with the lidar, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> I looked them up and I'm like, oh yeah, it's only yeah, I think, I think it was like twenty five grand, but it's one of those big spider drones, you know, those massive, oh yeah, cool yeah, looking ones. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought I'd get a surprise guest in, mate. Um, Alex has been there in the comments. I thought, well, you know, bugger it, let's get him on and see what I his was going to say. The, I was going to say, did I, I nearly? I, I didn't want to stay. Well, it's your show, but I was, I was going to say, that's all right. So, uh, Alex, welcome back, mate. It's good hey, to have guys. you. Hey, look, look what the cat Thanks, dragged guys. in. How, how you doing, yeah. mate? <laughs> good. How are you guys? Going good, mate. Yeah. Going good. Yeah, I thought you'd have a pretty good opinion on this as well. Like, yeah, obviously, you're getting cracking in the comments there. It's like, you know, what? when it gets you in there, get your own opinion on there. Like, you've got, you've obviously looked into some stuff here that Trippin's been covering here. What are your thoughts on all this so far? I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm sort of looking at it because there's a lot of things that I haven't really um, done a lot of research on. But, like, as I said in my comments, like, could this be that element 115 that, um, uh, what's his name? Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. Yeah, was that the, is this the thing that he was talking about? You know, maybe in um, just to throw another spanner in the works. Like, what if this is the stuff that powers the pyramids? Yeah, <laughs> well, that's exactly yeah. right. Man. Throwing that's it out exactly there. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Look, that's the yeah, where are the power crystals. Yeah, I mean, mm. and this is the this is these are the things we need to talk about. You know, I mean, if you, I mean, we talk about Tesla for a second. Tesla basically said he got his patents and all his ideas were were sent to him you know what i mean like he mm. he, he waxed on a lot about the muse um and the fact that it wasn't him that was actually coming up with this stuff it was being sent to him you know what i mean i mean and again if we go back like we said in the earlier slides 99 bc rock art dating back twenty thousand years thirty thousand years there's there's you know it's it's something that's been around us for a long time is it is it a pre cataclysm technology that we're trying to, um, you know, trying to recapture? Because we've got to remember in the Sumerian texts um, when they talk about the cataclysm, they say that the cataclysm the coming, but they knew it was going to be so bad that they fled the planet. Right? I mean, that how do you, how do you join that together? Right? And there's there's no real other way to translate it. Right? Um, you know, some of the uh, some of those Babylonian astronomical things described Earth as the seventh planet, right? Um, the only way you get Earth as the seventh planet is if you're coming from the outside in. You know, like, yeah. what are we talking about here? You know, and, and again, this, you know, our understanding of astronomical alignments and all that sort of stuff, it's it goes back a long time, but also, as, as you know, this is from the 50s, you know, with these, uh, yeah. As I say, he he got his technology working, and as soon, basically, what Otis what Otis did is he let the government know that he was working on the technology, but he said he was not going to release 
the totality of the technology to anybody unless it was open source or what would be considered open source back in the day. And of course, the uh, the American government of the 50s didn't take too kindly to that. So they just threw him in prison and uh, stole all his stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Typical. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we could, if we could get into the bloody, uh, into the Smithsonian, it'd be a great thing, I think. Um, mm. But again, these blueprints go on and on. I've got, I've got many more of these things. You remember I was putting this presentation together for, um, for a different, uh, different audience, you know? Yeah. That's um, so we're going to take a left turn here, unless you boys want to take, you want to talk any more about the technology or the anti-gravitic stuff. We want to wax lyrical about anything else like that. Cause we're going to take I a pretty sharp left turn. On that drone footage there. I want to show you. Um, Do it. Do it. So I'll see if I can share this up there. And Do you um, want, I, I might have to stop sharing. Eh? Hang on. That's right. I can step from this end here. If I can do that one there, that one there, and click that one there, and then go booyah. So I'll, I was doing a bit of bad rendering there because I think uh, we're taking all the bandwidth here from doing our stream here. Um, just I sort of clicked it along quickly, and I don't think there's any sound to it, but it's really interesting. So it's doing a really bad sort of rendering. So that's it there. Now, these guys sort of go into a bit of a detail where with it, get the sound going that works. Oh, I'm probably going to get done for like copyrights now. Shit. <laughs> no, no, all these TikTok stuff's okay. Yeah. So, anyway, we'll go over here because I got kicked off uh, YouTube there uh, the other week. So, you, you can get, see this if, you don't, if you don't get kicked off YouTube, you're not doing your job properly. Are you? <laughs> That's, That's right. <laughs> well, I am doing my job if I do get kicked off, you mean? <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly right. Oh, no, go back to a stop that nonsense. Anyway. No mistakes around here. It's, yeah, it's no. great. Seamless. I don't know why it's rendering so badly. I had to go and steal it. It's the only one I found of it so far. And it's like, ah, it's from some other doco. Unless I've already been kicked off. I don't know. <laughs> now it doesn't want to work at all. Here we go. So this thing is hooking. This is um, this is good podcasting, boys. This is great, great. isn't it? It's <laughs> I love it when things work. We have yeah. the technology. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yep. Yeah. And they went to the moon. Bless. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Look at check it. You can see it there. It's coming from miles. Yeah. So it's going to rule it. Insects, bloody anything. Mm -hmm. Nah. Anyway, I've got no. I'm over right now. Maybe yeah. share it to the page, mate. I will. I will. Um, yeah. So where are we? Like, well, hang on, okay. that, that looks Shush. okay. No. Uh, yeah, no. look, I mean, the, the anti-gravity stuff, I think it's, as I say, with the, with the resources, I could build you one uh, or try to. I've got an idea what the Utron might be. Um, and it, it could be, depending on how you spin it, like it could be a polarity thing as well. Um, you know, it's it's there's so many different things that it could be. Uh, however, I thought when I was doing this, so can I take back over, mate, or do you want to... Uh, no, you're right, you're right. I'm, I'm just still wondering if we're still live and if I've been booted yet or not. No, no, we're still live, mate. We're still here. Oh, yeah, we'll be live, but the other we'll people, they, they won't know. No, no, live. <laughs> They'll be like, going, oh, you disappeared. What's happened? <laughs> oh. Sorry, right, where'd your thing go? Did Hang you on. kick it off, did you? Yeah, why can't I... Oh, here we go. Seamless, seamless technology, use of technology here. 
uh, we know what we're doing. Apparently. Yeah, Absolutely. Is that so too- it sort of makes it like because um that um that drone footage I attempted to show there, it's not overly large. Um, mm. but this thing is hooking. Um, yeah, you actually, you can actually like they look right deep into it. Well, and I don't think I mean, those... right from the back of the mountains there curves. Is it one of the balls? Then... Is it one of the balls? Well, that's what I, uh, that's what we're trying to work out. Um, like, it doesn't really give I mean, the detail of that. Those balls don't look um very big. You know what I mean? No, like that. It's not, like the one that uh, uh, yeah, you know, Ross Coulter's one there. He did his second episode there with his um doco there. He had the, some guy over in the US who claimed to have one of his metallic balls mm. um whether whatever has come of that i don't know because that was meant to go under bloody under forensics there and check out if the materials and whatnot um but it's like then it makes me wonder like okay so you got this technology that you had there um with the anti-gravity and all that it's components there and showing that sort of stuff and how do these little orbs manage to fly in with such a small like they're, they're tiny you know i think i mean if if you I mean, these drones, you I mean, that, look, look, look at that though, right? So, I mean, if that's sitting on a workbench, okay, the, these drones were like, they, they, they made small ones. I'm trying to remember, they made, like, that's a four foot or five foot one. That's like version two. Hmm. But the first ones they made work were only like two foot wide. You know what I mean? But this still so, would have been saucer shaped. Yeah, I think because that was Tesla's design, right? You got to remember this is, hmm. this is Otis using Tesla's work. And most of the things that were, if you were researching it, as I say, you know, if we go back, you, you follow the designs of the plans. You know yep. what I mean? Like that's this is these are the things that were seen, weren't they? You know what I mean? So, mm. the dish shaped thing is is yeah, a, is century one there is example. Yeah, that's so. right. Yeah, exactly. It echoes, man. And there's mm. all sorts of stories. Again, this is just a, a tiny little snapshot of stuff that is 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 easily verified unknown. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think it was just basically to try and point out that we we this this phenomenon, this technology, it's not unknown to us, but I don't think it's ever been unknown to us. Right? Yeah. I think it's very much a um something that's been ever present in the human existence, right? Mm. And I think the you know, where we're gonna go now, uh do you wanna switch gears, boys? Or do you yeah, do you wanna yeah? That's right. I, I'm just thinking too. Like maybe the uh, the spheres are a more an advanced version of these. I would say. I would say. I would say uh, a sphere is a drone. Well, look. I wonder whether the sphere the spheres are ours or ours is in plural yeah. ours. Um, however, yeah, I wonder whether the spheres are ours because um, I do think there is an advanced tech side to this, uh, and I think that's one of the big things that they're trying to hold back. Because if they admit that they've had this tech for who knows how long, you know, that's that's a genie you can't put back in the bottle. Um, right. and, it, and it's fascinating. Like, obviously, you know, w- we hang around and we talk with the people that we talk with because we're like-minded. Um, you know, look, again, if you have a faith that, you know, whatever it is, the, the Judaic, Christian, Islamic, it's all the same. That's just, that, that'll probably, there you go. Now we can go off YouTube. Um, <laughs> yeah. However, uh, yeah. However, um, it's, the, that that is still very strong. That, that, that might, I've had some experiences here in Australia that recently where it's like, I didn't realize that the whole fundamental Christian thing was still a really big thing, but it actually really is. Uh, and that would, you know, if if 
if UFOs, UAPs truly were real, they do really have bodies and let's pretend for a second that all that they're telling the truth, that would really freak the beans out of a lot of people. Yeah, like mm. that would really, and because we we don't hang around in echo chambers, so to speak. However, the idea that that is real and that we are not alone doesn't scare us. It doesn't, um, you know, it, it doesn't bother us at all, you know. I recorded small, fast objects while filming my RC planes. Oh, link a video. Yeah, do that. Do that. You know, because that. I think one of the things I like about the current exposure of uh, all the different footage and, and just the admission that this stuff is real, one of the things I really like is that it's destigmatizing it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, you know, and you know, like our celebrity uh, host here, you know, That's Life magazine. Oh, uh, <laughs> he, um, <laughs> you know, he, he we're, we're, we're destigmatizing this and allowing people to share their experiences, which I think is very yeah. important, right? So pop quiz, boys. What Uh-oh. star system is that? Is it mm. the Pleiades? Ten points to you, Alex. It is I Oh yeah, yeah. I was going to go with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because that's your that's your go to. You're you're the Pilates man. Oh, that's that's a that's the Pilates where I was man. Go. That's but right. That's but, right. But, but the thing is, boys, it's not the like, pull, uh, like the, from not, our point of view. Sorry, from our sky. No, it doesn't. No, yeah. no, 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 it doesn't. No, no. Well, what we see is is that. Yeah, you yep. sort of see, you sort of see that hook oh, like that saucer right? shape. The saucer. Yeah. Plane. Yeah, you sort of see that hook shape. That's a that's a close up picture of the Palladian star system. And look, the only reason I'm a Palladian man is um, is because every indigenous culture, well, see two distinct type sides. However, most indigenous cultures, their origin story, particularly uh, Australia, uh, South America. Like there's all these different indigenous all over the world. There's a Palladian story all through Asia, hmm. uh, um, the you know uh, the Maori and uh, the Islander cultures and all that sort of stuff. Their origin story is that the seven sisters of the Palladies were chased by the three brothers of Orion across the stars to here, where the Palladians couldn't. Uh, exist here on earth because they had a, a different makeup okay and they took the homo sapien or the the most advanced homo sapien that was here and they genetically modified us to become yeah. what we are now right and the thing is intervention versus evolution is a very fascinating topic okay oh this is where i went oh i don't know oh you wouldn't be able to see it in the camera anyway I've actually got a tectite. I've got an australite tectite. Mm. Okay, so the story goes, and this is again, you know, I've I've promised um, a Subaru logo is that star oh, system. I was wondering why someone said Subaru. Yeah, I'm like, what's Subaru? <laughs> <laughs> is it really? Is it really? I want to check this out now. Yeah, someone put the Subaru logo oh, up. I want to see that. It up now. <laughs> someone find the Subaru logo. Um, so this is the story. Okay. Right. No. Is it Hang the Pilates? I don't know. Hang on. There's only six stars in the yeah. Super Relay. Pilates is seven. Yeah, I'm going to share it. No, yeah. so I'm going to see this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I don't see oh, the yeah, familiarity. But like maybe, no, no. maybe. What's well, the, there's only six stars there. Um, the seven, but see the lucky number seven. You know, lucky number seven, number seven, number seven, number seven. Right? There's seven is a number that echoes as well. Uh, we can get into. I like that. the idea of it though. I do like the idea that it was. Yeah, I, I was, I was, in, I was impressed, Mish. If you were right, I would, I, you know, I, I like to. It could be, you know, the thing. Well, what is the Subaru? Why are those stars there? Now yeah. we need to know what the, what's the background. The <laughs> Here we go. We're diving down this rabbit hole. They, yeah, they, they, they know something. Yeah, yeah. What's the Subarus? Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so the story goes. Okay, so the Pallades came. They genetically modified us, uh, mainly out of Australia. This is the the primary source. And kid. the thing is about Australia. Sorry, mate. Mm, sorry, I'm about to say, kid, fucked. What? Um, <laughs> so no, Mish is actually onto something here. Fucking look at this. Hang on. Um, sorry for doubting you there, Mish. It didn't seem feasible that. Um, I'm going back to share screen again. Sorry to cut you off, mate. But this, Hang on. Um, no, no, no. This is important stuff. I didn't know that. I don't know. What the, look at this. Might. Subaru is the Japanese name for the Pallades Star Cluster M45 or the Seven Sisters, one of whom tradition really? says is invisible. Hence, only six stars in the Subaru logo. Which in turn inspires uh, the logo and eludes the companies that merged to the great FHI. I'm not sure what FHI is, but wow, Mish, well done, well Locked. done, well done. that's great, well done. Uh, I did not know that. So, well, no, it, it, I didn't really look at anything like it though. Yeah, it's kind of squished. It's yeah, kind of squished. Out. I guess. Yeah. 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 yeah oh, right. Anyway, well, there you go. Wow. wow. Well done, Mish. Well mm-hmm. done. Oh, I'm this is why we do this shit. Because exactly, this is why you guys yeah, listen to like... <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much. That is that is now I've learned something. We, that's it. Show's over. No. Yeah. <laughs> right, um, Subaru, you're on next next week. There, we want to know the answer to the uh, the more. Yeah, yeah. We're Subaru. <laughs> we'll be on this oh, we need to get in touch with someone from Subaru, uh, and we need more information. Uh, that's my bear. That's why Subarus are so good, man. They got Palladian technology, right? They, you know, <laughs> yes. I you know, love a WRX, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. I look at that, that nice little note to them, don't they? Absolutely. Yeah, the the bomb, motors are just bomb, bomb, the why are they still yeah. relying on petrol to go and run, though? Like, why can't we get the uh, the advanced technology? Yeah, where's the anti-gravitic Subaru? <laughs> um, well, I saw a sticker the other day. Uh, oh, she bought I one. I bought because one because of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's commitment right there. There you go. I love it. That's great. Um I saw a sticker the other day. What happened in Back to the Future? Where's in 2015? Where's my flying car? <laughs> yeah, yeah, where's my hoverboard? Where's my hoverboard? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I need a, at least a hoverboard, if not a flying car. Which you know, if you look at the thing is though, right? Let's take that, right? Back to the Future. Technically, it's not maybe not anti gravitic, but it's definitely pulse generated technology. You know what mm. I mean? We're still, uh, it's there's still something there with that. So, the story goes, boys. Once upon a time in a land far, far away, the Palladians came and they they uh, they basically modified us. However, they were at war with the Orions, um, and you know the one of the common theories is the Orions belt. Uh, yeah, where's the transporters? There you go. Look, D all the above is what I'm 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 chasing. Uh, however, they were at war, right? And so this is Bruce Fenton exogenesis theory, but it was also through uh, it was a lady here in Australia, and I can't I can't remember her name. Uh, that's very terrible. She passed away recently, pretty old. Uh, however, the, the indigenous, you know, 
the indigenous story down under has a lot to do with this stuff, yeah? And basically what happened is that the, the ship exploded in orbit, okay? And it, the ship was made of, like, basically crystal. It was a crystal spaceship, you know, the classic crystal spaceship. It exploded in orbit and rained down um, onto the planet, okay? Now, this is the – we're looking at the Australite Australasian Struan field, okay? So the, the blue on the left-hand side – there's another one as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. There I'll you go. Back up. Sorry, mate. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, because, look, I, I've got a bit of tectite. It's not here. I, I, I should have. Well, you couldn't see it. It's a little black thing. However, um, what's interesting is if you go into the records in NASA, because of these tectite fields, they admit that there was a big, uh, some big crystalline structure in low Earth orbit about 800,000 years ago. Okay. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, right? Now you can find these tectites everywhere. Okay. But the story goes, right? Well, Bruce Fenton basically followed this rabbit hole. Okay. And he's like, well, if it exploded in low earth orbit, then maybe there's bits on the moon. Now, look, we're going to just leave the fact whether we went to the moon or not for today. Okay. We don't need to go there. However, let's say we did go to the moon. I think we did. Right. Um, However, they brought back samples that if they were found here in Australia, we'd call them Australite tectite. Okay? So there's actual physical evidence of it. And the other cool, the other strange part of the story, and again, if you, yeah, the exogenesis theory, there's a, there's a YouTube link there. Um, 780,000 is what it's called for those playing at home. You look it up on YouTube, Bruce Fenton. It's about an hour. It's very, very good. Uh, he's got a book out and all that sort of stuff as well. However... These tectites, they look a bit like this, right? My one there, my one looks almost exactly to that. Okay. So little mine's a little bit rougher than that, but they look exactly like that, all like this. And the reason they're shaped like this is obviously when a meteorite hits the earth, you're looking at 17,500 Ks, you know, boom, mm. right? These things just fell into the planet, okay? Which is the reason they made these teardrop shapes, right? Because they weren't going fast. So they just exploded and just fell into the planet. Now, this one here in particular is very fascinating. Uh, we might come back. I don't know. Did I, I did too. Um, so look at the colouring in this, right? So let's, again, what did we say at the start? Let's suspend our belief systems for a second, okay? Let's pretend what we're saying is true. So there is uh, an, an alien silicon spaceship from an advanced race made out of silica which mm. you know don't forget that everything that's helping us communicate with each other right now in three different time zones is silica right the screen that you're looking at in your phone in these microphones like it's that's the thing right uh along with crystal quartz crystal is the thing that's allowing us to communicate as well Right, doesn't matter how advanced the technology gets, the receiver's a tiny little pure piece of quartz crystal. Yep. Right. That that is allowing us to actually do that. And you're looking at us through we're looking at each other through what? L C D or liquid crystal display screens. Okay. So, you know, we, we don't have any idea, I don't think, what that really is. That's another story for now. Let's pretend for a second that this is true. A whole diff a whole ship exploded in orbit, right? rain down all over Australia. It'll be in different shapes and colours. Now, most of them are found in this black, yeah? Right? 
actually, before I get there, the other cool part of the story is, is that they basically started a war on Earth, and for some reason, Earth is fascinating. Um, well, I heard of something uh, something the other day that the reason Earth is fascinating is because we have wood, right? Really, uh, wood. Uh, yeah. Well, gold is there's me- meteorites made of gold. You know what I mean? Every every element. Um, you know our our biological our biosphere on this planet is probably what makes us unique. You know what I mean? Hmm. Uh, however, um, basically the space police came, and again I'm I'm I'm, I'm Aussie-fying the story. Okay, <laughs> so the space police came, and basically said, if you don't stop fucking around, we're going to throw rocks at the planet all four sides, and then the game will be over. Okay? Now, whoever these races were, they didn't stop, you know, they, they found out, okay? And about 770,000 years ago, there is evidence of a multiple bombardment on the planet, all four sides of the planet at once. Hmm. Now, the likelihood of that happening, like the likelihood of being hit Impossible. by one big space, right? exactly, right? Hmm. Multiple bombardment impact on four sides of the planet. Again, this is, you know, this is mainstream, you know, corporate science. You know, this is not we're not we're not casting the stones to get this information. This is, you know, this is the this is their story that lines up with the actual origin story of most indigenous cultures on the planet. Now, um, yeah, them. So these ones here. Now these, look at that. This these are weird, right? Now these these are stones that I've. This is I wasn't allowed to hold these. These are in a blanket. Okay, the the uh, the strong boys had these stones. I don't know. Oh yeah, they Stephen Evans strong. Stephen Evans yep. strong. Yep. Um, yeah. These are their stuff, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. These are their stones, right? I went to one of their seminars one day, um, and the reason I like this one is, and the reason I. I, I took photos again. There's more photos than what I'm showing here, but this is what we got at the moment. Whatever that, you know, we would say it's an A, but look, it was made with a single pass, something very sharp. Oh yeah, that basically melted the stone. Right, see that? And those grooves are about, I know, three, four mil deep. Is it one above it too, like up top? Um, movie cursor up there, mate. Uh, left, yeah, you can see uh, one yeah, across there, there. Yeah, that there, yeah. Right, so there's something made this mark in this stone in one pass, right? <clears throat> now, I didn't, the, the strong, I don't know whether the strongs have made this connection, but that colouring of stone there, right, looks a hell of a lot like that, hmm. okay? And that's just one example that I've found. Because remember, we're talking about a ginormous crystal spaceship. It's not all going to be made out of the yeah. same silica or the same structure that this is. Just on that right. one there, though, um, could that be mixed with iron? Though that's just sort of got the uh, corrosion to it, like the you know uh, oxidization to it. Yeah. Well, this is the whole point too, right? What's this thing made out of? It's not. Is it all going to be crystal? Probably not. There's going to be some sort of um, ores, or you know what I mean, different supporting structures within this ship again we're pretending mm. that it's true um that yeah moldavite's very interesting as well um is that the libyan glass mesh is that the yellow glass or the green glass is that the stuff that's found in the desert yeah uh because there's i could talk about the glass as well if you want to do that because that's very fascinating but it's very similar to these tectites there's there's 
um, glass is found everywhere uh, in in different places, and they they're a form of what we would call trinitite. Um, yeah, the yellow glass. Yeah, well, Just I'd love to like see a, I'd love to see a photo of that, Mish. That'd be great. Uh, I haven't seen yeah. a, a proper picture of that yellow glass. That'd be very cool. Ta-da. There you go. Look at that. See, sometimes the technology works. Uh, so yeah, this there's this yellow glass. There's the moldavite, which is not from around here. That's def. That's extraterrestrial. Um, and they found that they find that in different places. But this yellow glass in the Libyan desert, apparently there's just sheets of it, and it runs forever. Um, and we, as I said, what I was saying is we would call it a form of trinitite. And the reason we call it trinitite is the only reason we identified it was after the Trinity explosion, when we detonated the nuclear blast a nuclear the yep. first nuclear bomb it created this glass um which basically you know that fuels the um nuclear war theory from back in the day you know what i yeah, mean that's right yeah we so, discussed this last time i think yeah yeah, yeah i mean look, we've, anyway. we've discussed yeah we've discussed most of this but I, I i've got some pictures you know what i mean just sort of yeah to actually give a bit more context it's so, um sort of made a question too like you know i think it was avi Loeb who did some Searching in the uh, Papua New Guinea area was it was Avilo? I'm pretty sure it was him. Could be. Um, went on the a recent expedition there. He was looking for meteorites and such like that. Um, but apparently the dragon. Uh, I'm not sure if it could have been tectoid, but he would have found something like along those lines. So it makes me wonder: Did he find this tectoid as well? Because it's sort of up in that area. There's um. Yeah, well, there's, there's more Papua up towards there. and that. More than yeah, anything, but there's because if you look there, oh sorry, I'm going the wrong direction. You can see the direction. Yeah, so it's definitely going to go up to PNG, sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, um, I, I would say there'd be some. But see, Papua New Guinea is interesting as well. You know what I mean? They talk about beings from the sky. You know, there's that that jungle is. Yeah, we, we could start talking about PNG. However, um, yeah, they have their own stories. Every indigenous culture has a story about beings from the sky. Okay, this yeah. is the whole point. This is not. It's not a new idea, um, you know, and I think, you know, presenting it like this and sort of joining these dots is very interesting. So, yeah, this, this as you can see, it was done in one pass, right? Um, and it was a very... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Strange stone to hold. Um, yeah, there's a. I, I won't. I had a very interesting experience with these stones. I won't share that tonight, but it's not for tonight. However, um, maybe another day. However, see these these markings here, right? 
there's been stones, one found in Canada, and I think one found in Europe, that basically mirror this stone. Because these are all angles, right? Yeah. Right? And these are actually degrees. I've got some more research somewhere where I've actually got the the degrees of these stones. Um, and the strong boys had that. They see this stuff here? It looks like a glue or something like that. Um, there's some of it in the back of it as well, and there's some of it in this one. And they had it tested, and it's of an unknown origin. Right? So I wonder whether these stones are actually tectites, right? Now, these these bunch of stones and the, and the strong boys have, have taken care of these stones and have some sent to them and all that sort of stuff over many years. I wonder whether they're tectites, right? Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's an interesting question. I'm not saying they are. I'm not saying they're not. You know, don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. However, yeah. um, you know, it's just a facet. I believe they're tectites. And if they are tectites, it opens it up. Like it's, but see this too. The other reason I like this as well, because, you know, again, the UTC research all joins together. The, um, there's a, a hieroglyph that an Egyptian hieroglyph for what they, the tool that they use to do hieroglyphs in stone. And for want of a better description, it looks like a soldering iron. Okay. Hmm. Um, and this, you know, this this looks like something that has melted the stone in one pass, right? Yeah. I mean, what is, what you know, what is that? How how did it do that? You know, like it has melted the stone so in one pass. Too. Yeah. Yep. 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 Very fascinating. Very I was going to ask a question on this too. What are your thoughts on this too? With the uh, the second stone there on the right, um, could that be some sort of forms of help with the navigation with those sort of yeah, it's markings a map. on it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a map or it's navigation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's some sort of map or directions or navigation. And as I say, there's Maybe three other stones. Or something like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's three other stones that have been found around the planet that weirdly match these, that look ex- almost like different stone, but hmm. the markings and the, the degrees on the markings, very, very, very similar, right, apart from two or three. But yeah, it's some sort of map or directions or, or something like that. Now, again, and we've those- got to remember... Right, yeah, you go. You're right. I was gonna say, I wonder if, like, uh, if you actually got like a, a ruler or something and you measured these markings, are they like how pinpoint are they like with the measurements? Well, I think that the, the problem is you need to know where zero is, don't you? Okay, yeah. this is the thing, right? Where's if you grab one line and then you measure it to the other one there and see if it sort of matches up with the next line, um, mm. is that sort of zero? Yeah, the, yeah, sense. no. The, the the strong boys have done some interesting work on this, and look, I mm-hmm. I, I respect the, I respect their work. They've done a, a they've got an interesting interpretation, but I I, I, I respect their work for sure. They're putting the yeah. time. I was just more so saying, like, if if whoever's done these markings right, like, what's the technology they've used to sort of measure out these markings to try and for whatever purpose these are? Yeah, that's or right. They just Why? random scar Why? markings or for whatever, you know, just for shits and giggles. Yeah, well, that's the you know, and that's the thing. You, you it, they look deliberate though. You know what I mean? Look, if you look at that, that something's done that over multiple passes. Yeah, mm. you know, maybe we we could do that, right? And see these ones, see that one there, and this one, you know, so this one here, and that one there look very similar to that there, don't they? You know what I mean? Yeah. 
so there's similarities to how they have actually done it. It's, yeah, there's a uh, purpose to it. Yeah, it's it's interesting, man. Awesome. And and the thing is, I mean, how many of these stones are still out there, right? How many have been picked up and gone and thrown away? How yeah, many have gone? Through, how many? How many have gone through the grader at bloody you know at Morinbar? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's um you know it's it's interesting, man. It's interesting. So this actually, uh, Alex and I discussed some of this stuff. Um, yeah, evolution or intervention. Now, the more and more and more that I look into it, I I, I side with intervention because we evolved. Our our evolution accelerated dramatically. Right. No one knows, you know, it, 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 our hubris knows no bounds. However, we also don't know what makes me, me, Alex, Alex, and you, you, Anthony. You know what I mean? Mm. We don't know what powers our consciousness. We don't know uh, who we actually are. And more than that, we don't know why we are the only upward walking hominid on this planet. Um, and the thing is, I think, you know, and Alex can speak to some of this stuff. We're not really designed for this planet, are we, mate? You know what I mean? No, no, we're not. I think no. we discussed this last time we had the, um, we were all together. We were talking, I think I brought up Mars. I think even you guys. Yeah, yeah, we talk, yeah, yeah, we were talking yeah. about Mars and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, you would think that, um, uh, you know, it's like we could swim better if, we are, if we're on a planet that was made of two-thirds water. Um, you know, why do we have the ability to communicate and articulate and, you know, receive you know, create all the crap that's surrounding us all right now and no one else does. You know what I mean? Um, and look, Darwinism, for a bit of fun, if you've got some time, dig into Darwinism because it's a bit of a laugh, okay? But basically Darwin knew the um, knew the people that ran the big schools in the the British Empire as it was back then. And they adopted Darwinism because he was popular, right? Darwin didn't go very far. I think he went to Madagascar and then he went home again. And then he created his theory of evolution, right? Now, it's more obviously more detailed than that. However, as with most scientific fact and, you know, inverted commas, it's built on a bed of sand, basically. Yeah. You know, it's, so just it's, for those who don't know what Darwin, Darwinism is, I've um, had to go and search up myself. They've got a better description so I can explain it. So it's basically a theory of biological evolution developed by Charles Darwin and others, stating that all species of organisms arise and develop through the natural selection of small inherited variations that increase the individual's ability to complete, uh, to compete, survive, and reproduce. So basically, our genes are mutating over the evolution to better ourselves. Yes. However, when we talk about evolution, have we observed evolution in nature? No. Not, not really. Um, they, they, the, the monkeys are using sticks and tools now. They, they say that monkeys are advancing into the Stone Age, but we need to remember that we videoed the monkeys advancing into the Stone Age. So what if the monkeys are just watching us? Right? Yeah. You know, they're using camera booms and whatever else in the jungle to film the monkeys. So they're just, you know. But yeah, is there evolution I, of a... Yeah. You had someone in the past they've shown these monkeys what to do and they've sort of over the generations that they got lost over time you know mm. been taught to that that um say the tribe of monkeys or something like you know like uh, over the hundreds of years like we've been oh, look absolutely 
And the thing is, too, are we all hominids? Yes, we are, right? However, you know, some of the stuff that actually was after um, after me and Alex did our last show on this stuff, I didn't realise that, you know, say, say you take the great apes, any of the great apes, we do not share a single bone with any of the great apes. Not a single one, right? So how can we have evolved from, you know, using Darwin's theory? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how is that even possible, right? So on that, though, is nearly all the monkey species sort of in relative, uh, not relative, like uh, similar in their own structures as well? Yes. The great apes are and the smaller, and the smaller monkeys are. But you've got to okay. remember that a, a chimpanzee, you know, the, the size of our children would be able to rip your head off. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, this is vicious little bastards. <laughs> yeah. But they're strong, right? We're not we're not as strong as the monkeys are. We're just not, mm. right? A, a four-foot adult chimpanzee will literally rip your arms off and beat you with them. Like, that's what's yeah. going to happen to you. Um, and has happened. You know what I mean? Like, they have done that. Um, you know, so we don't, there's this, we don't share a single bone or muscle structure with these great apes. So how do we come from them, right? Um, and the other thing you got to think of as well is we're, how more advanced we are than them. How could exactly. we have evolved from that? How come we're a million years ahead of them and they haven't exactly. caught up with us? That's right. Mm. That's right. They haven't, you know, do they act like us, right? Um, Mish is asking, we can have pig organs, apparently. I remember, I think the, the eye yeah. is the closest in similarity. Their eyes are yes. the closest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are... yeah, yeah. We're very similar, right? Yeah. Mm. They're, well, the other thing about mammals as well is that every other mammal species apart from us is born ready to go, you know? Yeah, but I think they have also a longer cycle, uh, a gestation period. Yeah, but uh, again... Larger ones. Yeah, but again, they're not ready to go. We're not ready to go. We're practically oh, useless right. until we're, you know, if we're boys, it's like 50 or something, right? So... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, like... Um, I've, don't quote me, I can't remember now. I was thinking I was watching one of the doggos there. Like the elephants, I think they carry them for like two years. Yeah, they can. They can. Yeah. Right? And it's like, geez, uh, no, that's obviously, yeah, obviously our structures aren't built for that kind of, you know, yeah, you have a two year old stuck inside us, you know. That, yeah. But you but you would think that um Yeah, I mean that's the there's a like you know, they've got a horse or a calf or a kangaroo or anything else like that. Mm. They're ready to go within a few hours. They're up and walking around. Yeah. Um, however, not ruse not so much. They stay in the patch for a few weeks, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ruse not so much. But even then, you know what I mean. They're 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 up and about pretty pretty. Yeah. Soon, you know. Um. But yeah, even even um, I think koalas and monkeys like they sort of know what to do straight away. Like they'll cling to the mother and hold on, but they are still yeah. I mean, like they're still kind of mobile in their own sense. Yes. That's right. Yep. That's right. Uh, and look, there is multiple hominid species, uh, Homo floriensis. Homo erectus was the one I was talking about. And you've got to remember, too, that we are Homo sapiens sapien, right? We're not Homo sapien. Uh, so we've already evolved once. Um, you know, no one has a pre... No, none of the... Well, I think that... And again, you sort of talk about different animals, right? Dolphins have a very similar prefrontal cortex to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Tardis. Who's to say Tardis. that another yeah, species Sorry, mate. Yeah, you... uh, hasn't already evolved and is more advanced? Absolutely. I think they 
look. Quite possible. Quite possible, you know what I mean? I think Alex, Alex used the term ultra-terrestrials in, in the last show and one of the yeah. shows that we did as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it wouldn't take much for you to convince me to believe that there's a race, something living under the ocean. Yeah, right, this is something we've like, discussed a lot in the past too, yeah. in previous episodes. Yeah. Like, you know, we're, we're pretty well agreeable when it comes to ancient civilizations well and truly before us occupied mm. this earth absolutely so much and they're the ones that are actually literally flying around the our planet right now yeah potentially yeah. I, I it doesn't that doesn't bother me at all i mean the other thing is too yeah again multiple species right again you know reptilian species you know there's um you know i did <laughs> i didn't i didn't invite angus over tonight uh, probably should have. Um, however, yeah, there's the dinosaurs a hundred had 130 million years to evolve. You know what I mean to develop, mm. right? Um, the other thing about the hominid species and Homo sapiens sapiens is that there was something found in Europe not that long ago that was 400,000 years old. It was a Homo sapiens sapiens skeleton. Um, if you believe some of the footprints, like there was footprints found that were millions of years old somewhere in the Mediterranean. Um, you know, there's all these different weird things that keep blowing the timeline right out uh, or the, the understood timeline right out. Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw something the other day saying that they found a skull or a skeleton that is now 1.6 million. So that blows the 1.4 million mm. um, time frame out of the water. Mm. I could be wrong, but that was I did say something. No, no, I think it I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, Tardo, you you're totally right, mate. You're totally right because you know, again, you know, if you fire a fifty caliber uh sniper rifle shell point blank into a pool, it stops within three meters, right? Uh three feet, I think they I remember the Mythbusters did it uh back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Do the movie was, busters. Yeah, yeah, we did do watching the Mythbusters, yeah. However, you know, we, and I've spoken about this on my show, it's like how many cataclysms, if you're an advanced civilization that say that's been occupying this planet on and off for hundreds of thousands of years, the the amount of cataclysm or potential cataclysmic events that have happened on this planet in the last 250,000 years is something like 25, right? How many would you go through before you figured out that if you went under the ocean and nothing much changes? You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's... Uh, it's a safe place to hang out. Um, and, yeah, you were the Homo floriensis, Homo erectus, uh, Neanderthal, Denisovan, Homo sapiens sapien. Um, and basically, you know, we we either bred them out or, or killed them. You know what I mean? That, that's yeah. what we did to every single one of those races. Um, but the reason I, I bring this up is the one this is that never gets – no one adds the Paracas skulls into it. Okay. And I'll read the little uh, blurb here I put in the slideshow. DNA testing was done on some of the remains and skulls in 2015. It was found the mitochondrial DNA from the mother presented mutations suggested we are dealing with a completely new human-like being, very distant from Homo sapiens, Neanderthals, or Denisovans. Now, since 2015, further testing has been done on the Paracas skulls because it was it was thought for the longest time that it was just head bind, because like, there's a number of cultures on the planet that do head binding. Um, yeah. And, but the, you know, again, why do they do head binding, boys? So they can look like they're gods. Yeah. Yeah. They're gods. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. They're, they're doing it because that's the, they're, they're, 
the gods who taught them everything, right? Yeah, or could they and be ancestors? Well, they could be ancestors. The curious thing is the red hair. That's no joke. There's red hair on these skulls still, right? It's weird as. There's multiple skulls with this weird red hair on them. Um, and I think it's, uh, it's Brian Forrester, I think, and his team actually tested the 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 size, the CC of these skulls, right? The cylinder size, you know what I mean? How many pistons we get in there? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, uh, well, you can see even the brow and the eye sockets and that. It's different to us, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, it's, it's similar, same, similar, but different. And the CC of the, of the, the skull is something like 50 or 60 CCs larger than ours. Um, so that basically rules out head binding because when you bind a head, the CC, the head doesn't change. They just basically wrap a rubber band around your head when you're a kid sort of thing, which I'm sure is good for you. Um, however, yeah, it's, um, it's. The Paraka skulls get left out. I mean, that's a whole... And there's thousands of these things, boys. I was about to ask you, like, how many of these things have they found? Thousands. Thousands. In Peru. In Peru. Where are the right? bodies? Where the, but is exactly. it only Peru? Where are the bodies? Or... Yeah, yes, the bodies? it is only Peru. What's right? going on there, then? Right? It's only Peru. Right? Have you still got the... Um, have you still got the, the tab open with the Mexican bodies? Can you bring that up quickly? Uh, actually, no, I think I've... Booted that by accident. Uh, oh, up, bloody though. hell. Do you see I was relying on you to help me out? Oh, no, sorry. I'm bringing it up. <laughs> no, I mean, and this is the thing. This is sort of the roundabout way to get to the Mexican bodies is people leave the Paracas skulls behind. No one wants to talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and there's there's all these things that we, we do. You know, you want to talk about the Egyptian pharaoh list, you know, the, the Zep Tepe. They use the pharaoh's king's list. Hang on, here we go. Ta-da. Now it's not the same, however, it's not dissimilar either, right? Can we that the one with the head there, mate? Do you want to pull the head? Oh, yeah. The one, uh, yeah, one of them. Yeah, so that's a little bit different, that's right? That's that's anyway. that's more of a traditional, uh, but again, not dissimilar, right? Still elongated head. The brows a bit different there, obviously. However. There is a different. What I the reason I'm bringing these up is there was a different species found in Peru already, but no one wants to talk about it. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like we can use the Sumerian kings list until the kings start living for ten thousand years, and then I oh, know they were just lying about that. That's all bullshit, mm. right? We can use the pharaohs list until it goes back thirty thousand years, and then no one wants to talk about it. You know, it's like oh no, yeah. they're, they're, it's all good, it's correct, but you know, once we get to the stuff that doesn't suit our narrative, then you know. It's all over. Oh, um, and yeah, where's the bodies? Where's the bodies? Why is that one so to... different to the rest of them? Well, there was multiple of those little bodies, wasn't there? There was two of them. Yeah. 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 So now it's different again. Completely different. What's going on I here? Wonder I, like... I wonder if what we're looking at there is like a male and a female. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But why they, is yeah, this space different to these ones here? If these are the ones, the bodies. I think the one on the the, the one in the square oh, I'm, is the I'm, one I'm left. <laughs> That's all right. M- Mish is sending us on. She 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 gave us Subaru. She's sending us on another rabbit hole. Paris Wilson's baby has an interesting head shape. Have you seen it? <laughs> <laughs> she's been poked that many <laughs> times. There, I'm sure she's going to have some damage. Yes. Um, 
They had a bigger brain, eye sockets, and the neck, yeah, positioned further back for the weight of the skull. Mm-hmm. The thing That's is, right. Jane, I haven't seen any of the bodies, right? The, 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 the bodies aren't um, – there's all these skulls, but none of the bodies are forthcoming. Apparently, Forrester has bodies. Um, but, yeah, basically, they found the skulls somewhere in Peru. Uh, you know, so it's like we, we accept all this stuff, but then, you know, you could literally go to a museum in Peru today and see this one here with the red hair on it. Um, and yeah. it's bigger than ours, bigger eye sockets, all that. And not every, they just leave it out of the story. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm not sure about the Black Sea thing, Jane. I don't, I'm not sure about that. Uh, that's an interesting yeah, question. Immigrated from the, around the Black Sea. Is that these little bodies you're talking about or talking about no, these? No, the Paracas. Okay. Well, I mean, the, the thing is, so if, if you want to, let's leave the Black Sea alone for a second. There's, there's multiple cultures throughout Africa, uh, South America, um, in Asia as well, where they do head binding to look like they're gods, right? Um, the Egyptians did it for a period of time as well. Um, you know, there's multiple Egyptian uh, stellas and, and, and drawings and stuff that have elongated skulls, uh, you know, and they used to practice head binding, right? And again, it's it's all to look throughout their gods. So they could have come from the Black Sea or they could have come from anywhere, right? Um, and, you know, these things, these beings... The, the gods, you know, are always depicted as larger as well. You know what I mean? It's mm. um, yeah. it's interesting, right? Yeah. Uh, so I was going to keep touching a bit more on the uh, the Mexican thing here. Like, obviously, like you know, it's a big claim that the the Mexicans have come forward with with these bodies, and you know, scientists are apparently investigating and these researching into these and whatnot. Why hasn't anyone else? Well, I think they even said like they're opening it up for all universities to come through and have a you know, have a crack at these things. Why has no one like having a crack? Like, there's no data on this. Like, it's been this is like what September these came out. I think it was. Like, yeah. I can't remember now. Like, there's been a full month now. Like, surely someone's had a crack and like it doesn't take that long to go and analyze something. And go, okay, these guys are genuine when they say the that most, these are things are a thousand years old. Like, where's like the us, more, like yeah. a um, you know, Harvard and all these other universities? And like, where where are they coming in? Why aren't they here? Like I said at the start, mate, the most interesting thing about the Mexican skulls is the fact that they disappeared out of the media like that. Yeah. Um, That's the telltale sign. Did it even get days. touched on in Australia's media? I didn't even. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really it was on news.com and stuff yeah, like okay. that. It was, yeah, it was, it was on, it was on the news for a day or two. No, no not yeah. news. I'm talking about like Australian media, like, you know, like Today Show or Sunrise, yeah. whatever it was. It was on there? It was on something. It wasn't on um, main mainstream, but I, I did see something. That they did make a report to say that yeah, a Mexican's um, government has released this information. Um, but yeah, like Triff said, it was only for like twenty four hours, forty eight hours, and that was like, next story. You know, but same thing they, sort of happened yeah. with David Crush. Yeah, and then yeah. the other and then they, they, the, they yeah. the Mexicans had the doctors look at it. There you go. There's the X ray. Pull that. Pull that one up. I can get a good image of that one, but we'll see if we um, go. Yeah. Yeah. No. I Video. So that's that's them. Picture. That's them. Basically, that's the article on the. Um, there you go. What is that? Yeah. Well, this is the. How about the eggs in the Mexican body? Right, you can sort of see yeah. there on the right hand side there. Right. So as you're saying there, like one was male and one was maybe female. Maybe. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Look, I, 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 yeah, it's reasonable to assume that from Alex. Yeah. But I want to know what this um, shoulder chest plate thing or whatever it is, like a strap or... Mm. 
maybe metallic uh, uh, is it bone I, I don't know like how the yeah why is that yeah why is that in the x-ray why is that uh highlighted you know what i mean yeah, what's, I think what's that's picking that up there on the on the collarbone yeah. And again, how quickly this was dismissed as well uh, mm. is a bit of a flag for me as well. You know what I mean? It's like if you're going to – if all of a sudden it just gets dismissed, then, you know, what are we what are we talking about here, you know? Yeah. So uh, is it actually genuine and they've just sharpened it off? Just yeah. Well, I mean, like, like I said, I followed it for a little while and, and a whole heap of Mexican doctors and they took all the x-rays and did all the testing and they said, yeah, it's not from around here. And everyone went, oh, yeah, cool, it's not from around here. And then it disappeared. Yeah. Right? Why isn't everyone dis- losing their shit? It, yeah. It's the, it's the disappearing. Yeah. Yeah. No one cares. <laughs> no one well, cares. Well, look, you know, World War Three is a, is, is a hop, skip, and a jump away. <laughs> but we can't talk about that. Um, so, boys, do you want to finish with some down under stuff? Let's do it. Um, what do you got in mind? Well, bring the slides back up, mate, if you don't mind. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah. That one there. Yeah. How about I thought that? we had a slide going on. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to be under the water then. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> Again, this is all, you know, remember I made this slideshow to fit into like a a, a two-hour window or an hour and a half yep. window. Um, but I got some really interesting questions from those guys. It was very, it was a, it was a, it was a pleasure talking to them and they were very open-minded. However, let's finish a little bit closer to home. So here's something that I know I've been trying to show you boys as well. This is the, this is a, and for those that don't know, this is the Australia Stonehenge. Okay. And then what you see here is the actual, uh, the physical documents, the survey documents that were taken of Australia Stonehenge uh, back in the 1930s, uh, which was just outside Mullumbimby. A good friend of mine, uh, Richard Patterson, uh, he, like full Indiana Jones style, found these things in a filing cabinet. It was a, it's a weird-ass story. However, this was a computer rendition that he did of it, all right? Because obviously, that's it. Because of the you know the paper in the 1930s, it's sort of big sheets laid out. But if you you look at it all, that's actually what it's supposed to look like. Now, what I want to highlight here is these seven stones. Okay. Now, also, you need to note, see the ones with colour, like the red and the green and that, like that? Mm-hmm. They're all crystals, or they were crystals because they don't exist anymore, right? Um, these are actually massive crystals. And what's interesting about the crystal side of things is that the Crystal Castle down in Mullumbimby, uh, actually, actually a really cool place to go and visit. Uh, they've got some amazing stones there. However... Uh, crystal trade and trading stones is something that the Mullumbimby area has been known for since time immemorial, right? Now, the curious thing is this. If you draw a stone here, so this is here in Mullumbimby, and I know, uh, outside Mullumbimby, I know where it is. Um, it's, a, it's a dairy farm now, um, and it was knocked over in 1948 by the farmer and his son. And uh, Richard had the, the the privilege of speaking to the farmer before he passed. However, if you draw a straight line from the, these seven stones across the ocean, because this is facing due east, right? Uh, Mullumbimby is also the easternmost point of Australia. Uh, you draw a line due east across the ocean. On Easter Island, uh, no, no, I stick with Australia. On East, it, it depends on which slideshow it is. On Easter Island, 
there's only seven statues that face out, boys. All the other statues face into the island. There's only seven statues that face out. And it's the classic ones that you see, the ones standing up there, right? Number one, those stone, those statues have bodies, for those that don't know that. Um, and they actually have bodies with the hands around the, the stomach, which is mirrored in Gobekli Tepe and across South America and stuff like that. But if you draw a straight line, uh, absolutely, Mish, that is definitely one of the areas we want to use LIDAR on. Yes, absolutely. We send the drone up, we put in a grid coordinate. No one would even know. We come back. Yes, definitely. Uh, I want the LIDAR area all over Mullumbimby. Um, yes. And the uh, Mount Warning, absolutely. Yeah, there's, uh, there's some spots there. Um, basically, these seven pillars line up with the seven sisters or the seven Easter Island heads. Direct straight line. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. It's awesome. It's 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 crazy. Right. And you know, these like I said, the the Australian story, um, you know, as I say, given the resources, boys, you know, we we, we need to disappear into the caldera around Mullumbimby. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. like we need to disappear in there for a couple of weeks, at least a week, um, and just follow our nose. I reckon there's some stuff. I, I, every part of my being tells me there's a stone circle in there somewhere. Um, and you might think I'm crazy. Standing stones in northern New South Wales? Yeah, standing stones in northern New South Wales. Oh, there's another rendering. Uh, that was an earlier rendering that Richard did. Um, and, yeah, you can see, so if you go back here, see some of these big ones and stuff like that in the documentation, which I've actually sat and held the documents and read them and it's crazy stuff um a guy called frederick slater did that um so the strongs have done some work on that as well i haven't read their book on him yet but um uh yeah he did these ones because theoretically some of these big ones were massive crystals boys like massive wow and the the idea being is that you go from the dark to the light okay now the other bit we need to join together with the gosford glyphs and stuff like that is that People came from all over the world to come to do this, okay? What did we start with? The fact that science and spirituality does a dis, it, uh, are deemed separate does a disservice to them both, okay? Mm-hmm. So now we come back to that because what's that there, right? What's this here? Everybody has seen this symbol all over the world. It's a medicine wheel, okay? Mm-hmm. Now... If we are to believe that the documentation is correct and all that is, this is the oldest stone, standing stone structure, or was the oldest standing stone structure in the world by a fair margin, right? And the oldest representation of the medicine wheel found anywhere, okay? So basically what you would do is you would travel from one side to the other. Oh, by the way, the mound that this looks that this is on is man-made as well too. Um yeah but you would travel from one to the other and basically shamans would meet you on your path and you would start in the darkness probably just before dawn somewhere and you would do this ritual and you would start in the darkness, face the ritual, and then you would end up in the light. The basically. path of enlightenment. Yeah. Yeah. So James asking, how old do you think these stones are or were? Um, potentially, look... Prior to the cataclysm, I would say. Yeah, I think this say. is this is it. This is this is evidence of the prior 
civilization. Um, there's also uh, there's a big oh, what's it called? There's a big colony of basalt um, place there as well uh, on the north coast. There, I can't remember the name of it right now, but there's a big massive colony of basalt um, bay where some of these stones, and we can see some of them here. This stuff here is like colony of basalt, right? Now, kudos to Richard for these photos. He's a good mate of mine. He he, he loves me using his stuff as long as I say his name. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, he's a good bloke. But next time you drive into Mullumbimby, oh, hang on, no, we didn't go that far. Um, again, sorry, boys. There, there's a, behind every slide. There's another thirty slides that I haven't done. Um, but if you next time, if you want to go to Mullumbimby, keep an eye out. There are standing stones all over the north and north in that area, everywhere. They're everywhere, right? This is one of probably 15 or 20 standing stones that you can find just in the general area around Mullumbimby. And the story goes, who put the stone there? I don't know. It's just it's always been there, right? Mm. Um, and again, some of these stones are quite large, right? You know, you're not just going to, you know, Anthony might be able to chuck one on his shoulder, but we can't, you know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um you know, like so. This is this is real stuff, boys, right? And you know, the the the, the echoes um, are real, right? And yeah, it's uh, it's good. I found my because uh, I part of my process recently is I've been cleaning up my shed. It got a bit messy, and I found my field kit. Like I've got I've got chisels and hammers and scrapers and magnets and balances and you know whatever, right? Uh, but yeah, the, the the caldera around Mount Warning in there—it's all national park. You can get in there. Yeah, we need to send a lidar around that caldera, and we need to hang around there about winter solstice or summer solstice is where we need to go. Because um, yeah, it's definitely real. But yeah, I thought I would. This is—I um, don't know if I've showed you boys this uh, on the. Probably did um, some stage there, but yes, I think you showed morning. me a couple. Yeah. No, I've sent. I might have sent these pictures to you personally. I it's oh, very. Yeah. I haven't. Um, look, this is the first time I've shown these photos publicly on a, on a live right. stream for sure. So this is a genuine unlocking the code discovery. Okay, that I nicknamed the imprint um, because I don't have anything else to name it. Basically, now the most curious thing we can see here is that it's a complete and perfect right angle. Okay. There are no right angles in nature, boys. No. Okay. Um, there's a couple of better photos of it, right? Now, we can sort of see if we, if we, and you can see it's not small, right? So what have we got? 10 centimetres, 25 centimetres long. Um, again, whatever did that. Now, you got to, this is in what is called an axe grinding place. Okay, uh, in the Glasshouse Mountains, right? You can go there. It's a tourist spot. And there's all these indigenous axe grinding grooves. Now, the curious part about the spot where this is is it's neutral ground, right? It's a river. It's where the river meets. It's where you could go and sharpen your axe stones. You could go and wash your food, have a clean yourself. Women were welcome, men, children, right? It was a neutral area uh, for the indigenous. Now, if you were going to leave something behind, you would leave it in an area that is neutral because an area that is neutral does not get destroyed, right? No one's going to destroy the good spot. Now, there's a highway like ten, two metres, five metres from this imprint now. But, I mean, that's the other thing too. 
most of the roads that run through the mountains are the old tracks, okay? Um, the old indigenous tracks because they took the shortest route, you know what I mean? So they just widen yeah. the track and send the cart through, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you can see it here, right? And it's got these little hook things that are there. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Um, and this sort of looks like these sort of look like eighty sunglasses. You know what I mean? Like the whole bloody, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. It sort of looks like a. Looks that's like how you then. Uh, yeah, that's, 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 uh, we'll just get rid of that. Um, but yeah, so basically, this is a sandstone. Now, this sandstone does split in straight lines, and actually, we have evidence of it um, in that picture there, right? So we can see. Uh, come on. So we can see to the, ignore the imprint. Look at this, right? You can see the the crack in the stone. Okay, yep. so this type of sandstone does crack in almost right angles all by itself. Okay, now again we can see that this was done in one pass, right? Whatever did this. The, the reason I call it an imprint is that if you look at it, it looks like it's just been pushed into it, right? And you know it looks like some sort of frame or, or holder or, or something. Um, that's right good i didn't i thought i had these photos so here it is here okay um because i went and did a full field trip on this you can sort of see the amount of dirt and shit that was around it i dug it all out um and you can see again there's no right angles in nature boys right so this see and these are fairly straight um so what i did is i took a sample of the sandstone because it was splitting all over the place there i took a chunk and i sent it away to um, oh, I should know that when we discovered these, we we're actually on a field trip with the Jinnabara. Okay, uh, we were where we were that we were with elders with the Jinnabara who were talking to us about this, the axe grinding site in particular, and we found this, right? And we went to the elders of the area and said, "What's this?" And they said, "Got no idea. I've never, no one, no one knows." Right? Um, and basically, we said, "Can we research?" And they're like, "Yeah, do whatever you want. No one knows what it is." Um, but it's again, same thing. What's the story? It's been there, you know, no one really knew what it was and it's been there for the whole time. So I sent all these photos that I had, um, all these ones, um, that I did. And I, I, I sent all these photos. I sent these photos, um, and I sent a sample of the sandstone down to, uh, a stonemason friend of mine in Melbourne who also knew who, because he works in stone, um, knows a geologist. Oh, look, Mish, with the boomerang comment, I won't, before I keep going, if we go back one, what the stonemason said basically was that that's been, and the geologist has said it's been cut or set into there and it's it's a right angle. There's no, and, you know, what the stonemason said is it hasn't been done by modern tools because there's no modern, con- there's no modern tool that could cut sandstone and actually make a right angle turn without completely splintering it. You know what I mean? Um, and so the geologist actually analysed the uh, the sandstone and basically came back to me and said that that's this sand. In order for that imprint to be made, well, no, the, he see he said that the sandstone, this sandstone's melting point is two thousand plus degrees Celsius. Crikey. Right. So this, because again, we go back. You know, we could look at the. You know, the, the other, and again, this is normally covered in water boys, right? Like you said, mm. like, I mean, it was all leaves and stuff. Like this is actual dirt that I dug around from it. Um, you can sort of see how much I had to clean it all out. Um, 
and yeah, there's a heap of other field photos that I that aren't in this list here. Um, however, yeah, this is what is that? You know what I mean? And by the way, I've sent pictures of that imprint all over the world, and everyone comes back and says, "That's really curious. I've got no idea what that is." Right? Um, it is evidence of some sort of technology. You know what I mean? It's it's. I mean, what do you boys think? What do you think it is? I was just kind of with an idea then. Uh, could it have been used for smeltering as a the casting form? Mm. Yes. So, yes, exactly right. So you would think that. Okay. So it used to be because it's a neutral point. It used to be a stop on the Cobb and Co. track, right? Because it's also on the river, uh, the river that runs through there. So water for the horses. So there was actually a, a station or a, a, um, a stop along the track there for the longest time. And so what I did is I went into a wagon manufacturer, and because I thought maybe it's some sort of like you say, mold or bracket or, you know, some sort of stand or, or something like that. And there's nothing that I can see. I mean, understanding too that I grew up in Ballarat in Victoria and I spent, every, you know, periods of time every year at Sovereign Hill and they build the, the horse and carts still there properly. Um, there's nothing that anything to do with that. Um, you may be unsurprised to hear that it does resemble the closest thing I've seen. It resembles is some sort of Masonic symbol, um, which maybe is not too much of a surprise. Uh, mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's loose, but it's the closest <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, I, I come up with a casting idea, but I can't figure out its purpose if it was. For that. Well, see, the other thing, the other curious thing the geologist said is he said this stone has been cut. Yeah, I was I was looking at that. I was going to question that one. Mm. Right, this is this is actually a cut that's made out of the stone. Mm. So, what if this imprint is the the stand that holds the stone cutter? You know what I mean? Oh, how far right. apart well, were they? That's the imprint. From, right oh, that's I. Uh, so then, yeah, that's yeah. Sorry. Oh, I see. That's, gotcha. Yeah. 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 So, what about the little section there where you that's been cut out there? That little divot has that been cut out too? Do you think? This that, in the, here. Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, yeah. There, basically. Yeah. Yeah. In that here. So this sort of, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, the geologist basically look because because this sandstone you, you can see evidence of it there. Like you can see there's a split along there. One of the one of the problems he had with it is he said, look. This sandstone is known to break in almost right angles, and if you the, if you walk around the site, um, that is definitely true, right? You can see where some of the rock is split, and it's almost in a right angle uh, to the point where I got quite excited until the geologist said, "No, nah, it breaks in right angles." Right? I thought that's <laughs> a quarry, and he's like, "No," uh, and he sent me multiple examples of it breaking naturally in right angles yeah. or in blocks. Um, you know, yeah, I want to believe, man. You know what I mean? What about the top um, section there above the... Um, this one here. The other side. Yeah, up in there. Like, yeah, I haven't... I haven't, I haven't. Look, it. the thing is, is that because of the way the stone breaks, and the thing is maybe that's why they tried to cut this stone because it almost breaks in right angles. Um, there's, again, there's a whole folder of 100 and something photos that I took that day. 
Mm. And I ran around with this little right angle thing and put it in every corner. And after the geologist said, no, um, that's probably not true. I went back and reviewed all the photos and I have been back there since not for a proper field trip. I sort of, cause depending which way you go to the sunshine coast, you can actually just pass through there. Um, and yeah, I, I do want to, I, I went back. Well, the other, the other reason I went back there because all around the, the site is these holes, right? They're like perfectly bored out holes. Mm. Now the story goes that the indigenous would use those to round off their stones right because one of their tools they had they'd have a round stone on one end and they used the holes to round the stones sandstone's pretty soft that makes sense however there's also um tell of um basically constellations right where basically you fill the holes full of water and if you could if you could if you had a clear sky and and no foliage above you at a certain period of year a constellation would line up with those holes oh, um, wow um, so that the, the last field trip that I went back, I, I tried to do that. Unfortunately, I would say that's probably not the case at that site. It's not to say that it's it, it has been proven in other sites in Australia as well, especially down near Gosford, uh, where the glyphs are. There's a there's a plateau up there with all these holes in it, and yeah, that is a, definitely a constellation. Um, however, yeah, like I said, boys, the Aussie there, there is there's the Aussie story. There's more to be told here. Right. There is um, absolutely, um, and yeah, I've got plenty more. I've got I've got a, the the preparation stones on a different slideshow, and you know, there's 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 a whole raft of research and information that is, like I said, given the resources, we could blow the whole thing out of the water. I'm pretty sure about that. Mm. Um, uh, I, it, it's just a time and resource thing, um, and yeah, as I say, I, I respect all, all the people that do all the research that they have done and, and it's definitely helped me along the along the way to try and build my interpretation because that's all it is boys you know what i mean like i uh i put this slideshow together it is just an interpretation the bottom line is is we don't don't know um however to me my interpretation makes sense and i don't you know what i mean like it's i'm only following the breadcrumbs and unlocking the code, pardon the pun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's all right. <laughs> no, that's fine. You know? That's there's a lot of like it sort of makes me wonder like that that little. Uh, just go back for a second. Um, that no, nope, another next one's the right. Yep, that little nook there and that little pathway up to the next level seems like it's done with some sort of purpose or whatever reason. Yeah. Well, this it, is the thing. The geologist said it was cut. Right. These guys mm. like that has been cut. He goes, I've got no doubt in my mind that this whole section here has been cut, which would lend, to, which would lend. And then again, okay, so let's, let's expand, let's, let's suspend our belief systems for a second and say that it is the mounting point for a cutting machine. These cutting machines that cut the stone, I would say have something to do with sound, light, magnetics, vibration, right? Um, who's to say, or look, what I think, part of what I think the technology was, was actually the ability to interrupt the molecules of the stone somehow, again, through vibration, energy, light, sound, mm -hmm. okay? Mm. So if you had a mounting plate that you were going to put your little thing on so you'd cut some stone, you just hit the little button and it'd go and just sort of melt in there, right? Um, 
the stone. But someone's someone's saying on the oh, basically, uh, what about the stone cut out on Oak Island? Could they be the same? I'm not sure. I'm familiar with the Oak. Are Island. we referring to the ones that were probably more Nordic and yes, Viking? Well, look, the, yeah, stone yeah. cutting, stone cutting technology, guys. You know, there's a there's another whole um, bit of research, and you know, as I say, behind these screens, there's 14 or 15 folders. They keep finding scoop marks everywhere, right? Um, that's yeah. another part of the technology. The scoop marks on the um, on the obelisk, uh, the unfinished obelisk in Egypt, are very prominent. But they found them in Peru. They found them. There's some that actually look pretty similar on the. There seem to be some on some on the Stonehenge in in, in England. Um, they, they had the ability to manipulate stone, right? Cut it, shape it, mold it, fold it. Who knows? You know what I mean? Um, and how did they use that? I don't know. How did they do it? I don't know. Um, but is that a technology that we don't have today? Yeah. Yeah, it 100%. is. Yeah. You know? Um, and like I said, there's these... Look, they did a, they did a bloody good job um, of destroying everything here in Australia. Um, however, there's... You know, this, this, this big brown land still got some secrets to tell. Um and you know our 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 part in this story, uh, whether it be an extraterrestrial origin story, yeah, out of this world tech, you could say that, yeah, Definitely. you could say that, right? Or do we say just a different understanding? You know what I mean? Like, what would have happened if we had to embrace Tesla instead of, you know, like where would we be now? Yeah, um, the technology you know, think, found his voodoo, and so they killed him off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, what's the guy who invented the computer? Um, I can't remember his name. Mr. Computer. Guy, no, the guy <laughs> who did, he, he, he did the cipher, the Enigma machine. He built the computer to basically beat the Enigma machine in the 1940s. Benedict Cumberbatch played him in a movie. Oh. Um, Turing. Turing. Yeah. Turing. Charles so, Babbage? No, Turing. Ian Turing? Turing? Someone Turing? Because the Turing test is basically the – but Turing, um, you know, and it's, it's how far have we come because Turing was castrated for being gay um, and basically killed himself. However um, – Coral Castes? Coral Cast that could shape stone. Coral Castle. Yeah, look, I mean, the casting the, casting stones and, and concrete and stuff like that, I think there is something to that as well, Mish. I, 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 you know, I, one of the things I really try and make sure that I do is that I'm saying D or the above, right? I'm not saying it's this, that, or the other thing. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be on a team, right, which is, which is why, uh, you know, I'm not on anyone's team. I'm on Team Human, and we just need to figure out what this is. But if you had the ability to cut and mould stone, could you make concrete? Yeah, right? Why is the Roman concrete still strong now and we can't build a fucking road to save our lives? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah, I, I don't you know, right. know, like what, you know, the, the, the mortar that holds the pyramid stones at the Great Pyramid, the only thing you can find on it on the internet is it's, is it, is it, it's a, what's the wording? Unknown, uh, substance. unknown substance or something like that but it's something it's very strong but it has a it has an unknown substance that binds it right so yeah it you know how how are the walls in peru staying together 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, when you zoom out from some of this stuff, right? Yeah, cool. The you know the the cool cutting the stone is cool, but in order to we 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 underestimate because it's part of our daily lives. We underestimate how difficult it is to even create a bloody right angle. You know what I mean? Like, mm. you've got to know angles. You've got to know the square. You've got to know trigonometry. You've got to know, you know what I mean? Like, there is so many levels of technology and understanding, like I said at the start, science and spirituality, right? There is so many different levels that you need to even contemplate before you get to this. You know, and I think yeah. for me, whilst I would love to go to the pyramids, I really, like, I, I, you know, my soul needs to stand there and stare at those things. Um, yeah, James, absolutely. Don't forget in the Blue yeah, Mountains, yeah, there's stonework there that looks carved and shaped. Yes, and yes, some of it yes. looks melted. That's where we need the LIDAR as well, Jane. Absolutely. Um, yeah, look, as I say, given given the resources, I would disappear into the Blue Mountains. I'd disappear into northern New South Wales. I would disappear into uh, some of the river systems around Gympie. Um, you know what I mean? Like I'd take a boat along the Kings River in Mullumbimby very, very slowly uh, looking for evidence of basically they found Egyptian uh, anchor stones there. They found some hieroglyphs carved into stones there. Um, you know, like I said, the, the evidence is, is there. Um, I, I think the key to putting this evidence out is to be objective, right? I'm, I'm not saying that it's aliens from another universe. I'm saying that maybe we were interfered with, uh, intervened with and, and advanced, um, and there was definitely something, you know, there was an advanced civilization that existed prior to us, you know, and uh, I do agree with Graham Hancock with that, you know, and I think he stole it from someone else, but basically we are a species with amnesia. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we we, we, yes. we don't know what we don't know, you know, and, and the bottom line is, is we don't know, boys, right? That's right? You know, which is the whole reason that, um, you know, the whole reason that it's it's it, it's it's only ever an un unlocking the code interpretation. I'm taking the same data that everybody else is taking, but I think um, because it, it's such an eclectic load of data, uh, the dots can be joined. Actually, you know, there's and this is this is uh, fresh stuff. But um, one of the other coders, um, Ben, I uh, was looking at some Gobekli Tepe stuff, some Quran Tepe stuff. There is a uh, carving, excuse me, a carving in Quran Tepe or Gobekli Tepe that is basically exactly the same as a cave painting here in Australia. Mm, like wow. exactly the same. That's cool. Like, yeah, very, mm. very, very similar. Um, you know, that, that, that also comes back to the triptych stuff as well. Uh, Eric von Daniken. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Eric von, Eric von Daniken actually came and saw Australia Stonehenge. He, he went to the site. Um, he got access to the site with Richard. Back in the day, Graham actually went there as well. Graham Hancock went there as well. Um, what about the nuclear sites in the fifties? Yeah, that's that's yeah, exactly right. Why did they choose some of those sites? Is a very interesting question. Um, mm. 
You know, like yeah, there's definitely what did get destroyed. Yeah. Look, there's a, there's a, you know, we're we're probably the end of tonight's episode, boys. However, it's um, you know, there's another uh, a line of thinking that there has been a systematic destruction of whatever the truth really is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there's, or it's been there's... taken away, hidden away from from yeah. eyes. Yeah. yeah, well, what did we say about Otis Carr? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think he got 15 years prison for 15 grand fraud or something. Like, that's a bit, yeah. it's, a, it's a bit dramatic. You know what I mean? Like, that's, um, you know, like they do this. It's, it's, it, it echoes and echoes and echoes, right? Yeah. Look, Rex Gilroy is very interesting. I'm, I, I'm, I was very, um, I entered into negotiations with Rex over uh, before he got very sick um, quite a few years ago now, 2017, 2018, to actually come on Unlocking the Code. Unfortunately, he's since passed away. His work is very, very, very valuable. Um, and I really want to get down to they one of the guys, and Greg, someone, Greg Foster, I think, who still runs the, uh, the pages. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uru is an interesting thing. Uh, yeah, and probably, and again, it's my eye. I, I don't have, some people seem to have an eye where they see stuff in stone, okay? I'm not saying they don't see it. I'm not saying they do see it. Um, I don't see a lot of that stuff, some of that stuff. But I reckon probably, out of, I've looked at a lot of Rex's videos and, and photos and stuff over the years, and yeah, there's a, there's a lot of his stuff that's very, very, very fascinating. Um, and Uru could be. It could be, Jane. You know what I mean? It could be just another name for it. You know, the thing is, you know, the interesting, you know, and we don't think about this stuff, we don't know what these people called themselves because we don't know what they were called. We've called them that. You know what yeah, I mean? That's the biggest thing throughout history, isn't it, too? They're yeah. the same thing. Yeah, Victor writes the story, basically, you know? Absolutely. Well, boys, I think we should probably end it there, right? Um, it's um, yeah, it's been a big night <laughs> for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you've done well, mate. You've done well. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad we got through that. I'm glad we got through yeah. that because that's some of the stuff that we've talked about at times here on um, these live streams. But I hadn't had the um, the information to not to back it up. But that sort of those 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 slides give me more of a prompter anyway. You know what I mean? It's like that unlocks yeah. a little bit of in my brain. It's like, oh yeah, that picture you've got to talk about A, B, C, D. Yeah. Um, it's good. I wish I had something presented like that for when I went to Cardwell there to go and do me little spiel up there. And a bit oh, speaking of presentation, what's that intro, mate? Buddy hopping through the kangaroo bush and Ooh, the yeah. UFOs and hey. Mate, that's hey. a shout out to Anthony it's... Ball, mate. He's um uh, I was a guest on his radio show. Um a while back there, he hosted cool, a radio show. When are you going to go and see Kyle and Jackie O, mate? Eh? <laughs> yeah, good luck with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going straight to the top, mate. I'm going Joe Rogan. Who's the radio anymore? I don't know what the popular radio shows are. <laughs> are they even still a thing, Kyle and Jackie? I don't think they're a thing anymore, are they? Oh, I have no idea. No, they are. They're still around. Oh, they're still, still around. Okay, go. There you go. Yeah. Um, but, you yeah, know, that's a shout-out to Anthony Ball there. Um, he um, hosts the, the Who on FM down in Tasmania there, and he goes, oh, look, if you need something, do an animation for me. I'm like, mate, I need a new intro. I need something that's probably a bit spiffy, you know. And he's done that up for me. He's like, yeah, so shout out to him, mate. Um, mm. He's done well with that one. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I, good on you, Tyler. I was going to comment. Sorry, you go, mate. Sorry. 
I was, I actually was going to comment when it started. I was like, this is a really good intro. I love the song, you know, mm. a bit of dubstep and yeah, yeah. good way yeah, to yeah. start the night. Yeah, well, yeah, that, like the, the main, like the music's the, the intro to my podcast. Yeah, it is the, so yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah. And then he's yeah. just incorporated all together. And I was like, yep, done well. And he's put a bit of like a, you know, a bit of no, Australian like theme it. to it there with a bit yeah, of a uh, awesome, warped man. up sort of didgeridoo behind it to yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah, like, no, yep, it's cool. It's well done. He's done really well. It's well done. So, um, what's no, um, that? Oh, Tardo saying, fantastic show tonight. Hit all the good bits. Yeah, look, and that's sort of, that's the reason I came back and Anthony made me get back on the microphone is that I had this to present and I knew that we'd, we'd hit these, we'd hit these things um, before and, but we didn't have the, I didn't have the pitches, you know what I mean? Like, well, I yeah. do, but it's um, because I did that presentation, I had the time to, to put the slideshow together um, to present some of this stuff. So yeah. Thanks, mate. Uh, yeah, this is something we love that. doing too, you know, like getting together there and talking shit and having a bit of a laugh and diving mm. down to this forever ending wormhole that just keeps going mm. and going. Oh, it just never goes, never ends. Oh. And then again, the, the you know, the whole thing behind this is it's, yeah, it's, there's UFOs behind all this stuff, you know, UAPs yeah. behind all this stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. And not to mention everyone now in the comments there, just getting yeah, involved. Yeah, I love it. I love, I love, I love the comments. I can't believe Subaru, Subaru's the Palladium. That's like, I know. that's fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> if Mish, if you're still there, that's awesome. I, Mind blown. I'm, I'm gonna be, that, that's that's going to be going into my group's chats over the next couple of days. Did you know? <laughs> Maybe they're behind awesome. all the UFOs. Maybe well, that's, that's the same. Like, why don't they UFO, have the technology yeah. with the UFO? Oh, the UFO. Where's, the my one car? Thing? Where's my hoverboard? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's uh, what song about. Yeah. Where's <laughs> <laughs> my hoverboard? Yeah, oh, no, that awesome. was good. That was great, guys. Thanks very much. Uh, and yeah, for some reason, I can't say no to Anthony. He gets gets me back on. Mate, just what are we doing again, Anthony? Anthony? Well done. <laughs> just want to just want to. Oh, just want to get in any celebrity bubble, mate. That's what I'm. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm dragging you with me. So yeah. <laughs> you're coming with me, boys. Hey, we're gonna be we're gonna be. Is it take five? That's we got. That's life. Is it take five? Is that the other one? Is that the other, the other, the other magazine? Needs to be. Oh, uh, I don't know. What? Oh yeah, there is. A t- is it take five? Yeah, I don't, I don't is know. It tar- I don't know. know. The other, the other. I didn't even yeah. know there was a magazine called That's Life. To tell you the truth, I'm like, who's the hell? Oh is yeah, of course you did. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've only got it framed in your in your bedroom. Hey. The kids got to it, and the, it's we have to special order it in down here. Oh, hey, hey, look at that. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Look at that shit. Count. It's not showing up. And it's a double page spread. Ah, it's a double page. page, everything. Yeah. Double banger. No, no, it's cool, man. It's, listen, look, I, I, I appreciate that. And, you know, this sort of stuff's got to get into the, into the mainstream. It's, it's not a bad thing. And, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I I plug your show all the time, man. I think it's a very valuable thing that you do. And that's the, you know, that's probably half the reason I can't say no to you because I think it's, um, it makes me blush now. It's part of the, uh, It's part of the, yeah. Tardo loves his forester even more now. He's going to... <laughs> but look, oh, honestly, like, I don't, I don't do all this for the fame and all sorts of shit. I couldn't give oh, it. Yeah, that's like, what that's, they all say. That's... Yeah. <laughs> well, mate, if I was going for it, I'll be trying to monetize it the whole thing, wouldn't I? I don't give a shit. <laughs> no, I know. Exactly. No, 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 <laughs> yeah, this is... The... But, like, no, I've got no interest in the fame. Like, obviously, you know, if the name gets out, they're good. And I hope it, 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 it brings cause to what I'm trying to do. Like, um, yeah. 
like we're all trying to we're trying to bring the truth out to everything there like everything's people mm. have seen strange things it's a history behind all this now that's the ultimate thing why we why we do what we do is because we want mm. the truth to be right and bring yeah. credibility to everything so that's that's why we do what we do and that's why we're so passionate absolutely man yeah no it's a passion project so awesome boys well until right. next time yep oh, all right. thanks everyone yeah. that's cool Thank all right you, thanks boys all right i'll leave a little thanks, steel and uh, thanks for joining us again alex uh, thank you everyone thank you very much thanks for having me take yeah. care see ya and that will do it folks for this episode i hope you enjoyed the show and don't forget if you or someone you know has had an encounter please get in touch with me to be featured on the podcast if you are a fan of the show you can support the podcast by purchasing some awesome merchandise that's available on our online store via the link provided in the episode description so thanks for tuning in and i look forward to seeing you on the next encounter down under hey root <laughs>